Welcome everybody to The Buff for episode 72. Today's Wednesday, December 20th. Merry early Christmas to everybody. Happy holidays. Any Christmas wishes do we have? Um, you know, Cam, uh, anything? I know you're big I, on Christmas. You I, know? Uh, I don't have anything uh, Christmas specific, but this may be the first year where uh, Merry Christmas, you know, and this is a Fox News talking point, but uh-huh. Merry Christmas has been like phased out entirely. Like in, in the past years at work, it'd be like Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. And now it's just... Happy holidays. I haven't heard one person say Merry Christmas at all. This oh, you think whole they're time. like well, actively not saying it? Like because they feel. Yeah, because I mean, yeah. like in the past, they would they're work suppressing both their in. holiday. They uh, would say, wishes? yeah, they would say uh, Merry Christmas, Happy uh, New Year's, ho- Happy Holidays. Wow. But now it's just like well, Happy Holidays. Well, well I want to send out my sincerest uh, Merry Christmas to all the ho 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 <laughs> and let you know that you're also loved. <laughs> They are. They're loved deeply. You, as long as they don't if, put if, no if, hot if, sauce, they don't have no he, hot sauce with them. If, if, in, if you of, visit, in, li- in, in light of our conversation before the podcast. <laughs> oh man! If only we had the um, lost if, tapes, the pre-recording if, tapes. Um, if the guy, ladies, if the guy sees you on the twenty-sixth or the twenty-fourth. You're not the main. Oh, is that- so sorry. <laughs> I, I like this. This is a good inside intel here because there's probably a dude there that's like, dude, I'm the one. I'm the Godzilla minus one. You know, I'm the guy. But uh, not if you're not on Christmas. Is, is that the bigger, is Christmas a bigger uh, like couple uh, thing if you're not spending time with them over Valentine's I think Day? It, I think if, you're, if your spouse, your partner is getting together with their family. Yeah. Right? And you're not invited. Yeah. It either means you're not there yet in the relationship. Right. Usually that means you've only been dating for a little while. Right. But if you've been dating for a while and you still don't get invited to the Christmas family then dinner, it's a problem. Mike's right, man. That's not a good look, man. That's when you got to start questioning the validity of your relationship to your girl. Like, hey, man, you know? Yeah. I feel some type of way about this treatment. Or what if you have four parents like ours and you're just too embarrassed <laughs> to take them over just so they can see the chaos? Like, <laughs> yeah, or they're, or they're, or they're like, they're like, what kind of Christmas party is this? Too fast, you know? They're like, what kind yeah. of Christmas parties? I don't even have a tree. Like, I, wh- <laughs> yeah. where's the Christmas? Be like, Dude, there's no Christmas. We just get together on this day. Yeah. Watch Die Hard. <laughs> so, Ham, I'm going to uh, touch base with you real quick. I did yeah. mention this briefly just a second ago. Um, I haven't asked you your movie buff advice yet, but tell yeah. me, please, is this Godzilla minus one as legit as everybody is hyping this movie to be? So, uh, Godzilla movies traditionally are a very low bar to clear, right? It's just Godzilla just doing Godzilla things. I mean, ah, he, he was beating that... Ah. Uh, he would beating that uh, that monkey, you know, that Kong. movie. He beat the shit out of him. <laughs> and he knew uh, sign all, language, dude. Kong, Kong knew Kong sign language. <laughs> he got he got the the brakes beat off of him. Yes, but this movie is actually a the reason why it's kind of getting good reviews is because it's actually not about the 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 monster. The monster's kind of like just there. Yeah. But the story is about like post World War II Japan. And, and is it in English? This is the story of a girl. <laughs> Do you need subtitles? The entire movie is in subtitles. Oh, sorry, Mike. Even Godzilla Mike speaks in Japanese. Like, you need the whole <laughs> oh, thing. Eh, no, nah, he doesn't bro. speak. <laughs> I can't be reading that shit. <laughs> but it, 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 it works much better. It would be very, because the story, I mean, they should have Oppenheimer, um, Godzilla minus one as a double feature in the future. They did it with uh, the, the little doll movie earlier this year, but it should be Oppenheimer, they drop the bomb, and then the movie picks up right at the end of the war with Godzilla Minus One. So highly recommend that movie. And it's called Godzilla Minus One? Yes. Godzilla. Wasn't this, what was the budget? 15 was, million, is that right? Yeah, it was like 15 million. And it'll show when they show Godzilla, you know, like... Like the Game of Thrones it, dragon? It's a very... No, it's even worse. Like, oh. Well, like Godzilla just looks like, oh, <laughs> it looks pretty bad. But it, it doesn't matter because it's not about that. 
Wow. I, I Just for the listeners out there, right? Like, uh, we don't always touch on super duper film and entertainment, cultural relevant stuff, but it's been sweeping the nation by storm. This movie did way better than it basically out. It, uh, outran its coverage or whatever. What do you want to call it? Right. It did better, better than expectations. Right. Um, let's let's move on to what we know slightly more about slightly fraction more about sports. Right. Uh, we're going to, the meat of this is going to be NFL. Okay. But we have to touch a little bit on the NBA because we're right in the swing of the NBA. The in season tournament just ended a few weeks ago. I feel like we have to touch on a little bit because to me, the in season tournament that the NBA did was, a bigger success maybe than I expected. Ratings, I think. Uh, Ham can touch a little more yeah. on that. I think they sh- they showed that it was actually popular and people actually watched it more than a regular season game. So the L.A. Lakers, the Los Angeles Lakers, and Street Clothes Davis puts up 40-20 in the finals. They win. They go undefeated in the entire in-season tournament. And they win the inaugural in-season tournament championship. Ham, d- were you happy with the in-season tournament in general? Did you think, like, good, keep doing it again? Well, you know, I am a, a big proponent of uh, trying different things, doing a little gimmick stuff. Uh, oh and God. so I was for this. You eat sweet potatoes every that. day. Yeah, I'm talking about for my sporting entertainment, okay, okay. not for my diet. Uh, so I was uh, for it just to see, because like they, they said this was going to be a uh, one-year run to see how it goes. So they had the flexibility to get rid of it if it didn't work out. I do think, you know, when I, I, I was watching the final, I didn't catch all of the, the games, but I did watch the finals. It was entertaining. Um, it was kind of like a matchup nightmare for the Pacers because the Pacers were actually pretty well, doing pretty well throughout the tournament. They have a historically great offense. R- right. Even they, before the in-season tournament, like this historically great offense. Right. But I, as I was, I was watching it, I was like, you know, like it would be weird if the Pacers, like you kind of, almost, I was almost expecting the Lakers would win because like. Yeah, they the narrative would, don't the, fit. Yeah. Because yeah. it would be like, oh, uh, because if this is uh, a successful thing and it takes off, it's like the first year of many years to come where they look back at it, it will be significant that it was a LeBron James team and a Lakers franchise who won it. Yeah, and the, the, the NBA, which is LeBron James yeah, essentially, still yeah. even in his 21st season, yeah. almost 40 years old, it's fitting. It's fitting that, that yes, yeah. LeBron should care about this. Right. And win it, right? It, and he played. And awesome. even, yeah, and even, uh, and he was the MVP. Yeah, he was, the, I think AD had the, a better finals game, but like overall, LeBron had the better tournament. So I think, I don't know if the NBA could have asked for more. Like it was exciting enough. The ratings, they had a little bump, you know, because like this is like dead season of the NBA where the ratings aren't so hot. So th- they got a little bump in the ratings. They had some good, exciting games. They had a Lakers team win it. Uh, so like, I don't know what else they could have expected. Maybe they, maybe like a more prominent team on the other side, but like the Pacers were a hot t- team. Yeah, so like the Bucks it, would have advanced, right. Lakers Bucks would have been, yeah, that right. would have been pretty electric. But like, yeah. other than that, like it was like, I don't know what else the NBA could have expected. Anything uh, you didn't like about it? Anything you were like, Man, the courts, the point differential, yeah, the, the, the courts kind of looked weird, uh, but I guess they, fucking ridiculous. they needed to, to distinguish them because up until the, the quarterfinals, semifinals and finals, they were like regular games. Yeah. So like you know, they were interspersing everything. Like, and it's weird because like Anthony Davis had like a monster game, and it's it like it ceases it to exist. It doesn't exist. So like, for the listeners out there, all the stats counted except the final, right? I think all. I, mo- I think it's a, the the ones that were, because basically there's an overlap. The games that are also counted regular season games yes. those count. Yeah. But, but there were the, like two games. I think it was like the semifinals and finals. Yeah, the championship for sure didn't count. Right. Those, those because those were like standalone games and they were playing in Vegas. The one criticism was that I think they they had like games that started like at two o'clock local time on a, on a weekday, yeah. and so they had to like 
darken the arena because it was mostly empty. Oh, that's why they did. Yeah, that. because oh, Saturday, I thought they were trying to get that no, like the Staples Center vibe. Yeah, right? no, With no, the dark not out there. For, okay. because 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 to to work the games in for a East Coast schedule, they had to play early in Vegas. Interesting. But the the, the Saturday night game when they played for the finals, that was a sellout. But like the earlier games were not. Benny and Mike, either of you, did you guys pay much attention to the in-season tournament? Did, did it even matter to you? Yeah, I'll be honest. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't really watch uh, much of it at all. Mike? Yeah, I'm gonna echo that sentiment because that shit was whack. Um, whack. It, I mean, I didn't. Okay, cutesy wootsy. Yeah, you got different alternative <laughs> jerseys and fucking different courts and shit. Okay, I get it. It it, it made me watch some of the in-season <clears throat> tournament games. But it didn't draw me in where I'm like, oh, my God, I really got I, I got skin in the game. I got to really figure this out. You know, like this is the most amazing thing ever. Is anybody you know? against the fact that the Lakers, L.A. Lakers, the story franchise, they hemmed and they hawed. They flip flop back and forth on whether they were going to actually hang a banner to distinguish this in-season tournament championship. They ultimately decided, yes, they are going to put up a banner smaller, not as prominent as the NBA Finals championships. Uh. Does anybody care? Is anybody like why? Or I mean, Ham, do you care that they did this? So I will say the uh, you know so like, there was there was discussions on the internet's about this, right? But I, I do think like if this does take you know like if it wasn't successful, it would kind of look cheap to put some sort of thing in the rafters to compare it to the NBA final because it's not that like maybe like Definitely not. in twenty years if it becomes a thing, it could be something that's it, it's still not the finals, but it's like something. That's worthy of of it's hanging notable, up there. Though, right? Yeah, it matters that they won, right? right? A little bit. I I I think the reason I look at it is any. So let's say you and I, Ham, yeah. we've had very contested ping pong matches before in the yeah. past. They really meant nothing in the grand scheme of things in life. Yeah. Right. But if I beat you and yeah. it was contested and we both were trying hard and we're sweating, I am excited to have beat you. Right. And my point is that those in-season tournament games were highly competitive, especially the finals that the Pacers wanted to win that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They won. So, like, yeah. anytime you win a contest or a title that a lot of other people wanted, I think you can celebrate it. Right. Because people actually played hard, unlike, like, the all-star game. Right. I mean, fuck, you win the MVP and you hit, like, 15 threes. Nobody was defending. Right. It's not as much of a celebration. Right. So, the, I'm okay with the, the So, So, the, the, the problem is, like, okay, so uh, I think a, a promising first year, they need to kind of keep at this to make it a thing because like you could get it to the point where it becomes like the uh the dunk contest where nobody really cared about the dunk contest anymore yeah, like yeah. because like the main people that you want to see dunk aren't competing and it's just some random guy from like the the orlando magic so like if it becomes like like the orlando Ma not to beat on the magic if it was like two like lower profile teams in the finals yeah, yeah over many years the whole thing would fall apart they need like some sort of high profile team on on one side of the bracket well talking heads of us would have been like well you know why the lakers the nuggets the bucks are sitting at home because they don't take this shit seriously because it's a stupid tournament yeah. that's what we would be right, saying right be like of course the hawks and the wizards right. are taking this serious right but since lebron <laughs> took it serious it legitimizes the whole thing. And it's interesting because, you know, one of, one of the, you know, one of the incentives was, you know, the games that were also regular season games, you got no money because you were getting a regular mm -hmm. paycheck. But if you made it past the group stage and you're playing in the standalone games, you would get like, you know, 50,000. I think it went up to 500,000. Yeah, the Pacers the whole thing. got two, uh, quarter 250. Million. Yeah, 250. And they and lost, 500. But a million. And I think like with it, uh, nice. One of the players was like, oh, this is going to pay for my summer trip next year. D'Angelo. You know? D'Angelo Russell. And so it's kind of weird. Like, <laughs> man, you, you have half a million no, dollar he, summer he, trips? 
Yeah. That's yeah. ridiculous. That's man, these these NBA players live an entirely different life. But the way he was casually saying it, yeah. you know you spend a shit ton of money when they're like, What what you gonna do with that money? I don't know. It might pay for like a trip, like two yeah. trips. Like he don't even he's just like, I don't even know what five hundred thousand can get me. It might only be one trip. Yeah. Maybe it's two maybe spring break. Like yeah. damn, how much oh. you spending on these goddamn vacations, yeah. man? That is unbelievable. Half a million I'd be like I think I'm set with travel for 20 years, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe longer. <laughs> um, in season tournament, rousing success, right? I think the ratings showed it. Well, real quick, the rating, what was the bump overall? It was like about 10%. So it was like a okay. bump. Yeah, yeah. It, it matched. Like that, that's Rous- enough. Rousing is a bit strong. Success. Solid. It was a success. Yes. I think people talked about it. LeBron cared. Anthony Davis played fucking like a, a dominant Top two player in yeah. the league, right? Although anytime he does do that, I'm like, why can't you do this more consistently? Like you, you have it in you. You just have to realize with Anthony Davis, you're gonna get two games out of seven, maybe, where he is a dominant force. He just can't be good the whole time. It. He can't. Yeah. But you have to basically say, Okay, we don't expect that out of him. We right. just know he's gonna show up a couple times. That's all we want out of you, Anthony Davis. Rest of the time, just play defense. All right. But if you get disappointed every time he puts up twelve points. You're always just going to be disappointed in him. You don't So appreciate. you should manage your expectations. You should manage your expectations, man. Good job, Ham. <laughs> Story of life. So going a little bit on the court, off the court, kind of, let's go to Binium's favorite team, the Golden State Teferos, man. <laughs> we got to touch briefly on this because we actually did talk about one Dre Dre, Draymond Green, a month ago maybe when um, – he choked out Rudy Gobert, or he <laughs> tried to choke him out. He got suspended oh, five he games. He had him in a chokehold. <laughs> he got suspended five games, and we talked about how he's, real he's is thug, Draymond. Man. Yeah, he's we talked thug, about man. how real uh, is Draymond. Is he a t- real tough guy, fake tough guy, all this stuff. Uh, what's up with the locker room and the team? Uh, he was back at it again. He got into a little fisticuff, sort of, a with Yusuf Nurkic. By the way, uh, Binyam and Mike, did you guys see the the he flailed? He turns around, and in a non-basketball move, yeah. Punches. And he's claiming it was not intentional. I know, still. but it's almost kind of Nick, hard. Like, no. It's not like he was like bracing for a fall. Yeah. Like he wasn't like there was no like there was no purpose to that move. Yeah, I've I've heard like a Correct. lot of former NBA players uh that were unaffiliated with the Warriors or not not Draymond's friends, or they were just like, dude, I played a lot of basketball in my life. I've seen a lot of basketball. I never Dang. seen anyone do that yeah. in that manner. Like there is no scenario where I could think your body would flail in that manner unintentionally. Especially in, in a closed fist kind of mo- like yes. why? Why isn't it like an open hand kind of like if it were like a finger poke or something like that would be one thing. But like he turned around to like hit him and then flailed about. So some of us, uh, I don't know if anybody really defended Draymond last time, but I think you know we were kind of lukewarm about that five game suspension. He has been suspended indefinitely now, right? We don't know what that means. Probably not the rest of the season, but we're probably yeah. thinking at least more than five games. Yeah, 10 games, in, games. in the early new year. Yeah, it'll be before the All-Star I'm going to go like 15, bro. So, Mike, is this fair? Should Draymond have been indefinitely suspended? We don't know the term, the, the length of it yet. Obviously, yeah, we won't. But... Fucking yeah, okay. bro. This nigga has a legit history of just fucking niggas up on purpose. Yes. It's documented. It's shown. Yes. Indefinitely is when I saw indefinitely, I was like, perfect. Maybe this motherfucker will learn. Maybe he won't. But indefinitely sounds like the perfect amount for a suspension. Why right dream my fuck with the foreigners, man? Why, uh, you know, after he <laughs> after he messed with LeBron a little bit, which was like not even really the the, the nut shot, like yeah. backhanded, like yeah. LeBron wasn't even paying attention. But yeah. now he got to fuck with the foreigners. Yeah. Dream what you think? I mean, Europeans ain't soft, man. I'm telling uh, you. Exactly. You saw what Jokic's Draymond. brothers wanted to do to, was it Marcus Morris when they gave him that cheap shot? Oh, that's shot. right. Yeah. You don't fuck with them, man. Yeah, bro. 
I don't know. I, I I just honestly, he had that shit coming for real, for real. Cause like nobody flails like that. Yeah. When you're falling, when you're falling, you're you you know turn around and you maybe graze him with the fingertip. Yeah. But you yeah. fucking <laughs> so, this thing so in Mike, the face. Mike, if you were the Golden State Warriors, okay, would you consider trading, getting rid of Draymond, whatever that means, just not having him on the team anymore? Or are you gonna reform been, the guy? He, yeah, yeah, no, he's, he, when you think of Golden State, you think of Draymond, he's too important to the franchise, too important to the city, too important to, like, his teammates, he's the heart, he's the soul, I'm thinking reform it would be the best bet, dealing him out is the easy way, it's hitting the easy button on this one, um, yeah, no, I don't, I, I think Golden State just needs to find the best way, get him a great sports psychologist or some shit, bro, mm. to dive deep in what his fucking traumas are, because that was just very unnecessary what he did. Benium, what is Draymond doing man. to Golden State's affairs, man? Are you a Listen, proponent of this? It's all, it's all strategy, baby. It's oh. all strategy. <laughs> like Kyrie? It's all, yes, the, the earth is flat, people. Just want to <laughs> let you know that ahead of time. This is strategy, man. He's just he's sending a signal to the rest of the NBA. Don't fuck with the Golden State Warriors. All right. That's that's all it was. All right. He got his point across. He suspended indefinitely. It was well earned to get that suspension. But I think it was also well earned that he sent the message to the rest of the NBA. So watch watch us go to the title, baby. Watch us win the title again this year, baby. Ham, would you put up with this shit? Slow going. You know, if you were on the Warriors staff, you were one of his teammates, would you be like, come on, man? You enough. know, if, if I were uh, uh, Steve Kerr, like, he's kind of losing credibility because, like, every time Draymond Green does something stupid, uh, Kerr pretends to not have seen it, even though he's watching it. No, this time, didn't he come out? He came after the, after the, but the first ad bat. Oh, was well, like I didn't see the like you don't need to see I the video. Had a chance, I haven't you're, had a chance to watch replay. You're literally you're, you're literally right there. there. You don't need to see the video. Like every time he does something, Draymond, uh, he does something stupid. He didn't see it. And, and I will say, like uh, the the one the the I, I think it, it's an easy opportunity for the Warriors to you know to to get rid of Draymond Green because first of all, you don't need to get every last drop from Draymond Green. They got a good. Four good titles. chunk from Draymond yeah. Green. He served a purpose, right? And so, like at this point, he's not. I mean, who's kidding? Who? This fucking. Uh, I'm gonna go to counseling. He's he is who he is. Yeah, he's not going to are, change yeah. at this point. He's too far along. What, what, when what Draymond has, I just, I just, I just want to add something to yeah. Ham's yeah. Uh, point of him talking about how he didn't see. Yeah. You know. So I just want to make it clear that sight sight is not always what you sight is what you can see. Vision is what you can't see. What the rest of the NBA and the world can't see is the effects of his actions, which you'll see when we win the championship. I just want to put that out there. It's okay. we now. Ooh. You know what? I think I'm going to have to rewind Ooh, the tape back kill, on that. That shit hit deep, dude. It may not have made sense, but it might have. The one, the on one, rewind. The one complicating uh, factor where I, I think it, it should, it, this would be a good time for them to just get just ship him out uh, is that uh, – your boy Clay has fallen off a cliff. Like he's gotten better the last three, four games, but yeah, yeah, but like yeah, overall, yeah, Clay, he hasn't he's been really a few been. Years ago. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like he basically, like, he's never recovered. It's like a Steph Curry team, and so maybe he two leg injuries. Yeah, maybe I mean, they do need the goon to kind of help them out, you know, to keep him yeah. honest or whatever. But like, who Draymond? Yeah, Draymond. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. like, like if they if the other pieces were working, like I think it'd be an easy decision. But now because if you get rid of. Um, uh, Draymond and and likely uh, Clay is gonna go somewhere else after this year or maybe the year after. Like it's just gonna be Steph, right? So like, 
it's a little bit more complicated than that, but like this is going to continue to happen. I think he just can't help himself by being a little dirty. I mean, he's already like the the, the weird thing about uh, Draymond, and 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 I'm agreeing with Mike that this was a justified uh, indefinite suspension. Yeah, uh, is. This is not, it's not just the physical stuff. He's very abrasive. He is just mouthing off at all times. Yeah, he called Durant he, a bitch. He gets, he gets, uh, he gets so much leeway. Yeah. With other stuff. Yeah, so we he, talked about this last time. He's just a like, headache. Yeah, he and like at some point, it's just, the headache is not worth it. I mean, he's still so a, I, a, a valuable player, but at some point, it's going to be not worth it. I just want to rebuttal what you said. So you said very dirty player. Yes. I would like to replace that word. <laughs> That, that word with very strategic players. Not- <laughs> okay. Okay, has you know, got the vision, you know, Ham. Okay? You're just seeing. Sight, got the vision. sight is what you can see. Yeah. Vision is what you can't see, okay? Very strategic approach to the playoffs. <laughs> this team is genius. Listen. Uh, Remember, okay, if, you, if, right, you're, if you're not habitually line-stepping, you're learning. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, will say, I will say that uh, for the chemistry of the team, Essentially, what Ham said yeah. is right. If they tried to get rid of Draymond, it'd be pretty much a re- rebuilding of this team. Right. And I think they're trying to get at least you know one or two more championships with the current roster that they have before they go down that path. So I think it's almost impossible to get rid of them at this point. Well, I'll, I'll finish up with uh, two final thoughts. Uh, there's been a lot of talk that last year when Draymond um, punched Jordan Poole in the preseason, it was caught on videos, released. Like, that was kind of the beginning of the end. Like, the Warriors didn't really handle that well. They kind of enabled Draymond a little bit. He only got suspended, like, four or five games. And it was kind of like that was the first, like, sign of the explosive. And they just kind of let it tick, tick, tick to what it came to now. So a lot of people are like, dude, the Warriors should have reined him in, reined him in a little bit, you know, knowing that he was about to pop off. But they just kind of, like, you know, ignored it. Like, your drunk uncle or whoever, and you're just like, hey, you know how he is. Until he does something crazy, right? Um, so the final thought is, I think you can rehabilitate. You can get smarter. But in the moment when shit goes down, you're always going to default to your instinct and your reflex. And I think Draymond, if you give Draymond the runway to make the right decision, you you know, Steph holds him back. He says, hey, calm down, Draymond. I think he'll calm down and he won't take it to the next level. But if you don't put that barrier, Draymond just goes into his like, default mode which is like fuck you fuck you i'm gonna do some crazy shit he can't like you said this is who he is he can't stop that part of him so if i was any other opposing player i would just continue to egg him on even more oh yeah right and like it could eliminate them from a series right if draymond gets suspended game one but you had mentioned shipping draymond's draymond out right just like you're done with him, right so speaking of other entities and franchises Mm. that need to be shipped out we gotta talk before we get into the uh, the NFL and the MVP talking, we got to talk about arguably the greatest coach arguably. in all of professional sports. He's definitely the greatest coach. Arguably. On definitely. this podcast, it's arguably. Definitely the Bill greatest. Bill Belichick. The oh, there have, there have been rumors swirling around for weeks, for months even, that first of all, it started as a murmur. Like The pundits were like, yeah. Yeah, maybe Bill Belichick should be fired. What is he doing? And now it's starting. There's actual rumors like there's talks. Robert Kraft isn't considering shit canning bill belichick yes we're talking about the patriots right the patriots the patties spygate deflate gate 18 and one vinatieri kicking bricks in the blizzard for super bowl wins like all this crazy stuff that's happening the 
the best team of the 21st century, I think bar none, I don't think that's even a discussion in the NFL, the Patriots, Tom Brady, Tom Terrific, everything that Belichick has built. And now that Brady's left, they've had a couple subpar seasons. And he might begin the ax. Maybe rightfully so. I, I don't know. Um, Ham, is it over for Belichick in New England? Right. This season, next year? So I, I think at this point there have been so many different reports from so many different sources pointing to that this decision has already been made, right? Oh, that so, he's done. That he's Shit done. Canned that soon. that it would be a shock, you know, like a, as soon as the NFL season is done, the Monday after is called like Black Monday, and just like all the coaches who are gonna haven't been fired yet are gonna be fired, right? And it's likely going to happen sometime around then. They're not going to fire in mid-season, but it's going to happen. Or they're not going to call it the firing. They're going to, be, We're going to part ways or some bullshit language that they're going to use. They're not going to like fire him in the traditional sense. Belichick's still going to coach, right? So I think right? he's still going to coach. So, okay. so as of right now, as of this week... I mean, still going to coach on another team. I don't mean like with the Patriots. New England is 3-11. and They're second to last. Basically, no, they're they're like the old. second or third team to pick next year, right? So they're okay. basically at the top of the draft board. He didn't get the... Popovich benefit, right? Where he's like one of the worst teams and then they get the lottery. There's no lottery in the NFL, but like to where they can get a one banana. So there's no, there's no like. But second or third pick, maybe. Yeah, but there's no like. Be. But you would think like one logic would be like this was an aberration year. Everything that could go wrong did go wrong. I mean, the defense is still pretty solid. They were, they were losing games like 10 6. Yeah, their point differential is not indicative of a, a 3 and 11 team. Right. right. They should be. I don't know, six wins. Yeah, but their offense is just putrid and it sucks. And so there is a logic to say, okay, I mean, this is the same franchise that moved on from Tom Brady, who had Pushed one him more out, who had one more Super Bowl in him, right? He almost made it to back to back Super. He almost right. made it to three Super Bowls right. in a row so, with so, Tampa Bay. So they're not above cutting legends, right? And so, yeah. like, I don't think it's it's a uh, negative reflection if Belichick were to be shit can after this year. At Wait, it's not po- negative on who? The Patriots? Uh, it, it doesn't diminish, like, I assume. Binyam, oh, on Belichick's I'm, I'm getting in front of Binyam. Binyam, uh, you're going to uh, get to speak last. <laughs> I'm going to let you have a little yeah. runway here, Cause, okay? Because Binyam is likely to shit on this guy. But, like, I, I don't think it's a negative reflection on the uh, Belichick's tenure. It is still the best NFL head coach. You know how in Atlanta here we had Hartfield Airport? Yeah. And then... The mayor died, and it was Hartfield Jackson. Yeah, Maynard Jackson. So yeah. we're going to go from Lombardi Trophy. It's going to— Oh, no. It's going to be the Lombardi-Belichick Trophy. No way. By the time you, oh, y'all God. kids make it to high school, like before any of y'all oh, kids make God. it to high school, it's going to be the Lombardi-Belichick-Trophy. That's how good he has been. You will been. get married to a woman before that tro- <laughs> trophy is named after Bill Why are you qualifying he will, have, he will actually penetrate a woman for the first time if that happens, sir. How dare oh. you? So I, I, I think that the, the only the, – I, I think his legacy is not in doubt. The only question is, does he go to the Giants, you know, go back to the team he won the two titles with as a coordinator – did he come to Atlanta? Maybe make right the Super Bowl he, he stole from oh, them. Uh, please come here, Belichick. <laughs> like I don't know, he could do something else. I don't think he'll. I don't think he would want to go out like this. No, 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 no. He's so too he's competitive. He's going too to competitive. come back, even though he don't seem like he's competitive. He just seems like a fucking dunce man, you know. Sometimes, right? Like a mute. But I do think uh, he's too. He's definitely too uh, competitive. Even in to his seventies, yeah. You think like okay, you're in his seventies, I mean, go, you know, go fishing or something. But, not not the same. Not the same per se, but. Andy Reid, 
Yes. Was the most successful coach in Philadelphia Eagles and history. And they went 4-12 that year. Yep. And everybody said, you know, Andy Reid, he getting a little long in the tooth. He's uh, He ain't got it no more. And he never won it before he went He did to, not win yeah. it. But they were just shitting on him. And everybody said he's an underachiever, overrated, right. overrated. Yeah. Actually, everybody thought he was done. I wonder the, what, what Binion's opinion was back then. The fat uh, fuck he, he, he <laughs> winning shit. <laughs> but he goes to Kansas City. He gets the right quarterback. Oh. And now all of a sudden, everything that he used to do, which was be a great offensive mind, a great coach, oh, he's continuing to do it. But now he's winning a Super Bowl or two. And now he's the greatest thing ever. And he wasn't beyond. I remember the whole thing was Andy Reid was like, he's long in the tooth. He can't manage a play clock. Like This guy's yeah. like making like old man mistakes. Get rid of him. Let me yeah. uh, interject yeah. slightly. Uh-uh. But what you said about Andy Reid was offensive mind. Yeah. Belichick is a defensive guy. This is an offensive league. They make everything for offensive players. All I got. This motherfucker, Belichick, doesn't even know how to evaluate fucking offensive talent. The Nick, This nigga picked Nikhil Harry. Oh, yeah, that, 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 that was a whiff. He did pluck, He's whiffed on a lot of players, He did dude. pluck Tom Brady out no of obscurity he's and made him into the Hall of Fame. He, he, he fucking guessed. He, he probably no, didn't even pick Brady. In sixth round, he's like, oh, this okay, how Michigan long are you quarterback. Give him that, <laughs> that fucking recognition no. for that pick. That's like 20 years Tom ago. Tom Brady goes under Belichick's resume. That He picked him. Uh, other he got, way around. I, fine, whatever. All I'm saying is Andy Reid is an anomaly. You cannot compare that because – Andy Reid was again an offensive mind. So you think Belichick's Belichick got nothing left in the tank? Like no, he, and this nigga done. Okay, wow. <laughs> defensive okay. coaches. Okay, how about this? Name, honestly, but real quick though, honestly, right now, name a, a successful defensive mind coach in the NFL at this point. Successful. Uh, I'm sure there there are a few, but I can't think of it right now, top of my head. I mean, exactly. That's yeah. my point. Well, you should okay. Between. Forgetting all that, Binium. I want you to brew. I want that fucking uh, coffee to stew. I want you to steep, man, like some tea leaves right now. I want you to get good, get all the juice out of your extract right now, right? But I'm going to let you simmer for a little bit. Should Belichick, uh, Ham, Mike, should he have been able to call his own shot? Like, he defines his exit, like like what Kobe did with the Lakers, right? He was like, when I'm done, I'm done. Yeah. And everybody said the Lakers should grant him that wish. Should Belichick have been able to leave on his own terms? Rather than being pushed out. I think that they may reframe it as that. You know, maybe they're, they're like, okay, you got to go, like, quietly. But, like, we don't want to embarrass you. We're not going to fire you midseason, like other people have suggested. You think Belichick's going to come out and maybe be like, he'll come I out. wanted yeah, to leave? Yeah, the, oh, I'm done with this, you know, or something. Maybe. I don't yeah. know. Because, again, we're, we're getting ahead of this, you know. Uh, we yeah. don't know how it's going to shake out, how they're going to get rid of him. But, like, he's going to be gotten rid of. It just it depends on how it happens. How? I mean, we yeah. thought Brady was going to be got gotten rid of like a few years before he actually got rid of like i remember a few years before they actually uh he went to tampa bay there was talks of garoppolo's gonna take over now and then they appeased brady yeah. and the rumors were all for not and it was like okay i guess brady made up with Kraft. they're they're good obviously there's real truth to it because yeah. then the opportunity happened again and brady actually decided to leave Benium, it is your moment here anywhere you want to go on this belichick story go skeet all over you want skeet all over you want to puff your chest out prematurely? Because he hasn't been fired yet. Don't pull your you, goose out. You can out, do though. that. You can do that. Okay. All right. All right. Let's just let's start from the beginning, right? He started off his career in um, in Cleveland, right? And, no, actually, with the New York Giants as an assistant coordinator, yeah, Parcells, right? Yeah. yeah, Bill. No, no. This is he was. It was with. It wasn't with Bill Parcells. This is before Bill Parcells. Actually, it was uh, Ray Perkins, and then Bill Parcells came yeah, into the scene came, a little yeah. bit later, right? 
So so he started off with the New York Giants. He moved on to Cleveland and eventually made his way to New England for one year in 96. He went back to uh new um to new, the New York Jets in 90 from 97 to 99 and then in 2000 till present he came back to New England, right? Oral history so, here, I like it. Uh, it so, should be it should be mentioned so, he won two Super Bowls with the Giants as an assistant yeah. coach, yeah. yeah. Uh, he was an right? assist he was he didn't have his his role was very little. So. And actually also to be fair a little bit to I think when he left Cleveland they, I think that year that he left, they were like six and ten or seven and nine. They barely missed the playoffs, and that was the best year they had for like 10, 12 years. No coach could even get muster was, that many wins in Cleveland. He was nineteen ninety five was his last season, and they were five and eleven. Yeah, but and Cleveland, they were, they were terrible. But just to be AFC, just, okay, just to be clear, so, he was a defensive corner, not just some assistant. He was a defensive corner. Oh, get it right, black. Right. So okay, so in Cleveland, so let's just so that's where he started his. He started his NFL days in 1979, 44 years ago. When he got his first head coaching job, it was 1991 in, 1991 in Cleveland, and he coached um, from 91 to 95. He only had one winning season in 1994 where he went 11 and 5, right? Mm-hmm. So he went 36 and 44 in Cleveland, complete loser, right? <laughs> yeah. Um and then from from 95 so after that he didn't really um you know he he they no one gave him a chance he went to new england in 96 i don't know what he did but he didn't do anything i guess he was a coordinator or something in 96 and then from 97 to 99 he went back again um where also he had a losing record and and he had a losing record in uh with the jets in 2000 in 2000 that was the year that Tom Brady was drafted. Mm-hmm. All right, that year, that year, he was five and eleven. So from the time that he and came Bledsoe into the was league, the starting quarterback that year, Bledsoe was the starting yeah. quarterback, right? From the time that he came into the league, uh, and if you if you assume there's six rounds of picks, he has so. he has been a part of two hundred and sixty four choices, right? Mm-hmm. And he happened to find the unicorn the unicorn in 2000, right? So in 2000, he drafts Brady. He sits behind Bledsoe. Bledsoe gets injured in 2001. That was the year that they went on their run and they win their first championship, right? Well, real quick. Hold on, I'm sorry. Y'all remember how controversial it was when Belichick stuck with Brady over Bledsoe? Because Bledsoe, I don't know if people remember on their first Super Bowl run, Brady took over when Bledsoe got hurt. Bledsoe got healthy. And the whole conversation was like, you don't bench a quarterback because of injury. And well, the problem, Belichick the rode the hot that, hand. He rode Brady, and they won the he first. He rode the hot hand. He rode the hot. That's so exactly kudos what to he Belichick did. for that. Yeah, yeah. So that I will say, the best decision that he ever made was uh, was uh, Tom Brady, right? And all his success has been nothing but Brady. Two thousand one, they won. Two thousand three, two thousand four. Then they hit 2014, 2016, 2018. Those are the years that they won the champion. Those are the years that they won the championship, and then he finishes. If he leaves now with the current record, he would leave New England 264 and 117, right? Mm, so that's, that's a good ass record 70, right there. 70%, 70% record, 70% winning percentage, winning percentage right? Crown but the issue that I have is the issue that I have is all, all his fame, all his notoriety came from winning cha- uh, championships with Tom Brady. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's how uh, Josh McDaniels got made, Patricia, whatever. Um, they had so many players that actually went on to become coordinators. Like when you have someone that's as good as Tom Brady, Tom Brady is probably the best 
football player in history. He's the best quarterback. He's not the best like NFL player. And no, I, I think he's probably the best. Arbitrary, like he's not the strongest. He's not. He's not yeah. the strongest. Jerry Rice the fastest, was better at receiver. Best football player in NFL history, in my personal opinion. Right? You can be argued. Right? right? Yeah. If you have that kind of talent, like how could you go wrong? Like you don't have to worry about the offense. They, you know, they could have won the first three Super Bowls with Brock Purdy. Right? I don't know about that. Right? He Tom was, Brady a, was a, a game great manager, gamer, but he was great so at Purdy. It. Purdy, the like MVP. Yeah, we're going to talk about it in Purdy, a second. Yeah, but, but like the, the the last three Super Bowls. Tom Brady really sh- like that was like who needed who more? Those let's just, were let's his just put, team. Who needed who more? The you f- think it was equal? The first three Super Bowls were all Belichick. But if you reverse, that it, was his defense. Okay. That was his team. If, if they got my boy Shankatari. Hold yeah, on, hold but, on. If you gave Brady uh, Arthur Smith or Dan Quinn right, as a head coach for right, twenty years, right, right, and you gave Belichick Matt Ryan for twenty years. Thank Who you. do you think wins that's, more Super Bowls? Belichick with Matt comparison. Ryan or Tom Brady First with Dan Quinn? Of course Belichick would win. For, this guy close. was just some bum that they picked off I the street. I think Brady was always going to win as long as you put a constant team around him. I think, around I think, him. I think if you put a good, a decent coach, if you put a solid, decent head coach around Tom Brady, you're gonna you're gonna win many many many. It's so hard. Like it's hard. Just, it's so hard to give. For me, it's so hard to give Belichick the full due because Tom Brady. Everybody that talks about Tom Brady yeah. doesn't just say, oh, he was a great quarterback. He he was making crazy no-look passes and sidearm throws like Mahomes. No, they don't say that about Tom Brady. Right. They always say one thing above all, dude. He loves, breathes, sleeps. He eats football. His work ethic is second to none. All they say is he's a maniac. Basically, no, he, Tom Brady yeah. is a fucking maniac. Yeah. So when I hear that... To me, that is the true leader and the exactly. driving force of all the success. If he was just like... Well, dude, look, Josh McDaniel, I mean, how many times have you looked on the sideline and seen Josh, Josh McDaniel try to call a play and Tom Brady's like, shut the fuck yeah, up, yeah, man. Yeah. We're, not, we're, Brady, we're not going to do that. Like, that's yeah. cute. That's Brady, Brady like, for the longest, yeah. had the quickest fucking release in the NFL. Oh, he, that was the other thing. No matter what line injuries they had, he got rid of the ball quicker than anybody. And Belichick deserves credit. I, okay, I'm not on Benyam's camp, but Belichick's a fraud, a complete loser, or whatever. But if you put a gun to my head, Everybody who do you give more credit it. to? I am going Brady right. every okay. day. Okay, so okay, can I okay can I just do a comparison? I'm gonna let's let's shift to the NBA real quick for this comparison. You got Michael Jordan, you got Shaquille O'Neal, you got Hobie Bryant, right? Phil Jackson won eleven titles. Yep. Writing those coattails, right? Yep. So, like, is he a lesser head coach because he won with such great talent? I mean, Tom Brady is a great talent. They won in conjunction with each, basically both the head coach and the player, right? I don't know how you can uh, uh, separate those two well, things. So Jackson, Same thing so, with Popovich. Like, he got, he got Robinson. He got Duncan. He got Ginobili. He got Parker. But Phil Jackson he is inextricably always. That's the second or third sentence in Phil Jackson's career paragraph is, he always had great players. So Bel- Belichick should be subject to the same criticism as like, exactly. right, but okay. Or observation. But, but, but it, it, I don't know. People say that about Phil Jackson all the time. Like Pat Riley was a better coach. But he's still, say. but he was still a great coach. What I'm saying is, okay. Yeah. 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 It, I, I agree I, that I, Belichick was a great yeah, coach. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how, I don't know how the, the Patrick Mahomes career is going to go, but let's say he wins like two or three more. He ends up with like yeah. five. And and they were with Andy. Re- Andy Reid is still a great coach. It's not like oh, well, you have Patrick Mahomes. You got like a cheat code, right? Just because you have a great but player, Andy Reid is such mean- a genius. Even in Philly, his offensive play calling, to me, it's so much easier to recognize the brilliance on offense, which right. Andy Reid has Andy always Reed- been. 
Belichick had a much better coach. But Belichick but, has had his moments of brilliance on defense for sure. I know, but Belichick but won two Super Bowls as a coordinator. He won those first three Super Bowls with the defense. They won with the defense. Yes, Tom Brady had some good moments, but they won because of their defense. And so, I, I to me, it's ridiculous. Like, it's not even close. Like he's such a good head coach. Just because he's like old now and like he had a terrible no, year. But you're going to give Belichick more credit for the dynasty than Brady. Right? Yes, I think yeah, so. See, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, Belichick deserves credit, but I'm going to give more credit to Brady. Okay, personally. But I do think Belichick's a great coach. But it, it doesn't, the last few years, man, it does not look good. Because if the Patriots were hanging on uh, barely in the playoff conversation, which they kind of were the last couple seasons, it speaks better to Belichick, right? right? But they looked so bad since Brady has gone. His you know? great failings, Belichick, like Andy Reid's part of another coaching tree, right? Uh, like yeah. the West Coast offense. Uh, like Belichick's coaching tree had been terrible. I mean, Vrabel has been pretty good, but most of the other, like the McDaniels and all the other coaches, yeah. they all suck. Patricia, terrible. Patricia terrible. they're terrible. Uh, his his Romeo ass- Cornell, his yeah, his uh, assessment of talent has been terrible too. Like when he yeah, becomes a GM, GM too, right? Yeah, where well, he, he was, he's right. he's assessing. He hasn't he whiffed on all the wide receivers. I mean, like Randy Moss was like his best wide receiver, and he came when he was like with the Raiders or whatever. Like you can't get credit for that. Like yeah, when's uh, the last time they drafted guess, guess a game breaking Gronk, like Gronk, like uh, maybe he yeah, had Aaron a, Hernandez, right? And Gronk. Yeah, they, they before the murders. Yeah, but like. Like he he's not a very good evaluator of talent, which is kind of a weird thing. Like maybe he's just so into football that he he doesn't see the force for a tree. I don't know what it is, but like I think those areas he can be criticized. But even in this dog awful, god awful year, he has had very good defenses. I mean, he's kind of had a couple yeah, of yeah. blowout games, but like he's had very. I, good I think teams. Belichick in game plan defensive because that is the one thing Belichick had this stat for the longest. I think actually maybe C.J. Stroud or Zach was somebody broke it, but like he no rookie quarterback had beat Bill Belichick in like four, thirty or forty games. Like every time a rookie quarterback went against Belichick. They had nothing. Yeah. Like, I think it was uh, I think it was Sam Darnold or maybe Zach Wilson a few years back. They were like, I was seeing ghosts out there. They threw, like, five picks. They were like, dude, uh, it was like people were appearing out of nowhere picking the ball off. Right. So Belichick can game plan with the best. And also, them. all the, you know, the, the, the useless bum that used to play for the Colts before he got fired, uh, Peyton Manning, that was not Tom Brady. Like, it was Belichick game planning against him. He couldn't score any points. That offense that was just firing on all cylinders. And maybe that's why I think highly of Belichick because, like, he would always game plan. It wasn't like yeah. it was – anytime it was, like, a shootout where, like, the defense for the Patriots didn't work, Tom Brady couldn't, couldn't keep up. But whenever it was a defensive thing and his game plan worked, the Belichick style always worked. That's why I say give credit to Belichick. All I'm saying is do not cross Binium's unassailable predictions here, man. He's got this uh, mystic power I'm of pessimistic you, man, prognostication. Fraud, like, when you I'm cross Binium and he wishes listen. for your downfall, it is fucking happening inevitably. Do you have any other uh, predictions for uh, a player or somebody that's overrated, whose careers, who's a bum oh, that we don't realize? No qualms with, no qualms with anyone other than, than this guy here. So you, you're, you're cool Patrick Mahomes, your boy Lamar, all of them, they're all... Oh, Lamar, oh, Lamar's butter. Okay. Lamar is my, oh, butter. butter. We'll, talk, we'll touch on that <laughs> yes. in a little bit, but butter. Any uh, final thoughts on Belichick? Because, you know, we want to be ahead. Of, if, if he gets fired tomorrow, we want to say on He's the record, before he tomorrow. was canned, we <laughs> made he our is, thoughts be is, known. He is going to get fired. He might end up being a consultant for some other team. We're going to go to uh, Alabama. Isn't that like the, uh, the rehab place? All the fired coaches go to Alabama. 
Nick Saban. That... <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think I think he's 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 had he's had a great career in the NFL. There's no there's no need for him to go to college. Yeah. But I think he is gonna he's an NFL guy. I think he'll do some stuff like court, you know, maybe uh, uh analyst or what if he know, be, what if play... he becomes like what if he turns up his uh you know because people say like he's very deliberately dry when it comes to media availability because yeah. he doesn't want to give him anything but they say in person he's got like a a, a certain wit about him like what if he just becomes like a the drunk very yeah. entertaining yeah, uncle that. kind of analyst where he's well, just like the, the, i think i think also it would be awesome, uh, dude. i think i think a struggle that they're having um in New England is they're not willing to change with the times. Like they're yeah. they're very stuck on the Patriot way. Yeah. Come in, work hard. And I think the the landscape has changed for every single job in America. Like yeah. now the, the millennials want to have work life balance. They want to come in at this time. They want to do you know they want to get in the the cold showers. And I think that <laughs> he's struggling with that. Like I think he's struggling with giving players flexibility. I I I will say that. We are all, honestly, I've just railed on Belichick a little bit, but I will admit, great coach, arguably one of the greatest coaches ever, okay? Whether he is or not, whatever. We don't have to get into semantics of that. Lombardi, Belichick trophy. Yeah, okay. But I do think, I do kind of uh, try to temper my own thoughts here a little bit because it's only been a few years. They just won a Super Bowl not that long ago, or we're in the Super Bowl, so... You know, there's a little bit of trigger happy. Like, if any coach deserved a little more rope here to play it out a little more, it should be Belichick. Like, it really, really should be. Give him a chance to get a good, on paper, a good quarterback. Not like somebody who could be ranked well. Somebody that actually said, wow, this guy should be legit. Give him a chance. Let him rebuild the team. I mean, Popovich is being given that chance. Nobody's calling for Popovich's yeah. head. They lost like 17, 18 games in a row, these Spurs, with the number one pick. So I don't know. I think maybe Belichick, he should call his own shot. He should decide when to leave, right? Yes. That, that's what I think. I think so. But this is a, a tough, tough league. If know? he can't be given the opportunity to call his own exit, who can? Which head coach can then? Then the nobody's safe then yeah, at that no. point. Yeah, you're right. Let that be the lesson. Nothing is Yeah, safe. it's like if what if Mike Krzyzewski got like shit canned because he had yeah. three bad seasons in a row. We'd all be like fucking irate. Like, really? Coach K? Yeah. But, you know, we all talked about Brady, Belichick. It's all about the quarterback. That's the reason why Belichick has been successful. Maybe it's not. Ham disagrees on that point. But quarterbacks, quarterbacks, quarterbacks have been a struggle this year. Mm. A carousel of sorts, Ham, as you put in the show notes. We are talking major injuries to some major quarterbacks, some minor quarterbacks, but all relevant starting quarterbacks. Aaron Rodgers, hurt, first series. Almost immediately, right? Of the season. Uh <laughs> Actually, can return, but he probably won't because he's he just been eliminated. Way, shit. Like, he was lying he's been cleared to, be, to return. He was lying the whole time, and now he finally came to the truth like, oh, I'm not ready. Yeah. Pro Belichick, anti Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Justin Herbert, he's hurt. Deshaun Watson, we don't know what he's doing oh. on the sidelines. He's just chilling, looking like a villain. In Getting the his massages. With Anthony Richardson, hmm, they uh, are. future Colt Great, Kirk Cousins, Daniel Jones, CJ Stroud. These are just some, and they are adding up every week. Uh, you know, Heineke and Falcons. He got hurt a little bit too for a series or two. You know, he can be thrown on that list. Oh, major loss, major <laughs> loss. So Tom Brady, speaking of Tom, terrific. He came out a few weeks ago. I forget on, I don't know, it was Instagram or an interview or something, but he said, man, he just was railing on the quarterback play. He's Look. just like, dude, the whole play across the NFL, especially at the quarterback position is just down. It's not good. Even uh, forgetting the injuries. He just said overall, it's just subpar. Right. 
Ham, have you noticed this? Are you well, thinking you know, like- I, I think um, if you include all of the quarterbacks that are playing, he's right. I mean, I don't know if, if he meant to just like, if you just have all the starters, I don't see it. I mean, he's a quarterback guy, so maybe he, he sees things that uh, a lay person does not. But like, they, they're dragging Joe Flacco. Yeah, to, he's winning games in 2023. He threw 374 yards. Yeah, it is. But what I'm saying is, and like, let a game-winning drive. Like that—that that is how shallow the talent pool is. That yeah. you need to rely on Joe Elite Flacco, who Fucking hasn't been Jacoby elite in like 12 still getting snaps. Yeah. Tyrod Taylor. It is <laughs> remarkable how many quarter. I mean, Drew Locke is winning oh games. Like it is such a weird year where they're just. I mean, my Gardner Minshew is winning games. Like yeah, it is, he. Shane Steichen, the yeah. third Steichen. I don't know. <laughs> it could be coach of the year. Right. So it's, it's, it's remarkable how there, uh, there are so many quarterbacks that are being plugged in and some have success. And then some are just like flashing the pan, like, you know, like uh, the weird looking guy, the uh, pastronaut guy uh, for the oh, Vikings. Josh Dobbs, yeah. He had like, what, four or five weeks where yeah, he, he looked, looked a million bucks. And then he came down to earth yep. without a parachute. Desmond Ritter looked Competent well, for a few weeks. I don't know if Desmond Ritter ever <laughs> looked did. competent. But like you have, you know, like Burrow goes down and then some random Browning, kid, Browning comes yeah. in. Now, the question is, are you just a flash in the pan? Are you like... Um, yeah, or, the next Tom Brady, the next Brock or the Purdy. Next, yeah, or the next Brock the Purdy. MVP of the yeah. NFL, potentially. Right. Flash been, in the pan, Matt, Matt Flynn. Yeah, Matt, oh, yeah, yeah. maybe he you could be moment. like one of those people and you can turn it around and make a, a, get a contract. But like there, there's just so much... Uh, Inconsistent That's a whole other segment. Flash in the pan quarterbacks. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah where he's like, had like four flash in the pan moments, right? Right, and basically it's just like the, the defense hasn't prepared for you, and then after a while they figure you out. But like overall, I do think the quarterback play has gotten worse. But I think it's because of all of the injuries. I don't think it's like if you know Burrow, he's a great quarterback. Yeah, uh, there are so many good quarterbacks in the NFL now that I don't think it's that. It's just like. And then, you know, you'll have other situations like with Patrick Mahomes where he's throwing the ball to the people and they can't catch the ball. But right? the top flight, QB, top flight QBs, have a lot of them have taken a step back. Not saying that actually they've taken a step back, but their numbers have, right? Mahomes, yeah, not, yeah. a little less than before. Josh Allen, right? Um, obviously, uh, a couple other, uh, Jalen Hurts, right? right? He's had some injuries here and there. But like a lot of these players who had pretty awesome stats have gone down a little bit, right? right. And off, their offenses have struggled a little bit. So... It could be an anomaly. I don't think it means anything. But, yeah, the quarterback play has gone down because, I mean, Brock Purdy's leading the charge and fell MVP. He's awesome. But he's not having 50 touchdowns awesome. You know what I mean? Like, for a 17-game season, I don't know what he'll end up with. I just, just, again, I I just don't think the players are built like they were before. Like, I don't think they're doing – of course, you can't expect people to work as hard as Tom Brady. But I just don't think they're working even as hard as Troy Aikman or – Steve Young or, you know, even in any of some, some of our contemporaries, I would even say, hell, I don't know, Tony Romo. Like, I just don't think these players are studying as hard or working out as much as we've seen in the past because, I don't know, they just look very JV. <laughs> now, are they? Being, I hate to say that. That's a strong. Yeah, I don't agree with any of that. I just it, think it's a down year for certain quarterbacks. A lot of uh, every quarterback that has had a down-ish season, there's been reasons, right? Mahomes, clearly, the drops have yeah. affected them, right? Yeah. They just haven't yeah. been the same team, but they've still looked good. Right. Jalen Hurts has had injuries, and they've sort of taken yep. a step back offensively a little bit from last year, right? It was yeah. kind of to be expected. Josh Allen, that team has been all over the place. They're looking great again. 
Well, Josh Lamar, Lamar, actually, Lamar has taken a step <laughs> forward again, right? Yeah. Because Lamar kind of mm. went backwards after the MVP, and now he's gone forward. So I think they're all is explainable. It, is it possible that, you know, one, one unexamined area, is it possible? I mean, I have no stats to back this up. Is it possible that just the defensive line has gotten much better? These TJ Watts and the, these past— These white boys. How about the resurgence of the white boy on the defensive but line? But they are, like, so fast and so strong that, like, you don't have time to Miles think. Garrett? You have Ooh. to decide immediately yeah. what you're doing with the ball. I don't know if they are clocking all of these decision times. Like, Tom Brady, that was his skit. Like, he had a very— he had like Yeah, a, like 2.3 seconds. He basically seconds. was, like, a MacBook processor and everybody else with, like, a shitty Windows yeah. where, like, it takes so long to, like, go through your progressions. Like, he— is already to his third progression yeah, by the yeah, time yeah. you get to robot, him. So man. like robot brain. So maybe they lack that and like they're getting they're getting you know hurt as a result. I don't know what it is, but I think it's a combination of things. Is this going to open the door for the first time since 2012 for a non QB to win? Right, Adrian Peterson all day AD. He yeah. won the MVP that almost record breaking year. He had over 2,000 yards. Uh, is this the year? So CMC, so Christian McCaffrey. I, I pulled up uh, the I, the Caesars uh, sportsbook, uh, the NFL MVP odds as of like this morning. Purdy's got to be on, number one, right? So Pur- Rock Purdy is the number one NFL MVP odds, minus two thirty. Okay. Lamar Jackson's number two. Not the only non quarterback in the top Purdy? five is Christian McCaffrey. Number Where is three. He? Oh, three. Okay. Dak Prescott from the Cowboys, number yeah. four. And Josh Allen rounding out right, the top still five, okay. and then like outside of that, you get to the the Dolphins duo of uh, Tua and uh, and Tyreek. Who would you give it to, McCaffrey or Purdy? That's an argument. Right yeah. now, either could win, and I don't think either would be unfair. Um, no, no, Christian McCaffrey, hand down, hands down. Dude, he's got like twenty touchdowns or something. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think yeah. Crazy. I I would say because you know Purdy the thing is thirty second in pass attempts. Why do you need to attempt when you got a running back like yeah? Nigga, because <laughs> that's the point. He's he's throwing the ball and allowing his playmakers to make plays. Right. How is he MVP? Right. If, yeah. if the 49ers he number, win. He has the number one QB rating, by the way, in, in oh, the league. Uh, Purdy's been awesome. I mean, you can say this, he doesn't listen, have the explosive numbers, but Cam, like he's been Cam awesome. Newton said the best. This nigga a game manager. And it ain't he called Purdy a game, a game manager? manager? He called Purdy, Dak Prescott, Cam Newton? Dude, Purdy's yeah. throwing the ball down the field, though. Purdy's it not just... It was pretty controversial that he said. He said Purdy, Dak Prescott... Um, the, the quarterbacks of two third. of the best offensive teams? Wow. They're game managers. Yeah, just don't, don't fuck that. it up. Nah, I don't know about that, man. I mean, that I think... He said, no, no, no. he said game manager and, like, game changer. He says there's only, like, four game changers. Uh, in the Mahomes and Josh Allen, because they got big arms. Yeah. Uh, like, that's, like, such uh, Mahomes, a Josh Allen, lazy Lamar statement. Jackson... Like those are the yeah game the athletically changer. gifted players are game changers not as bullshit. Tom Brady was a game changer. That motherfucker was the least athletic quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> well, he, he put Tom Brady as a, a game changer. Well, well uh, yeah, Tom Brady the unicorn. Was Cam Newton a game a game manager a game changer? I'm not <laughs> he sure. Was, he he even said he said it. Oh okay. He said it in his pod. He has. There's been moments where he should have been a game manager as opposed to a game changer. So. What what did he consider the time where he wouldn't jump on the ball in the Super Bowl? Was he uh, <laughs> oh managing the game God. then? Y'all just going. <laughs> <laughs> he did, he turned into a Florida Gator with those gator, alligator arms. That's chomp, what he chomp, did. Chomp, oh chomp. My God. <laughs> We're gonna talk about camps later, so let's not spill all the beans. Baby. Oh yeah, okay, okay. I got. By the way, we're gonna talk about how you know what he was a game changer, or a game manager. He definitely didn't manage 
this interview oh, too that's... well, but we'll talk <laughs> yeah, about yeah. that later. He could have done a better job at that, yes. Okay, he could have fi- done a much better job. Final NFL topic. We got to talk a little bit playoff push. We've talked so little about the NFL overall on our every four-month recording pod, right? It's been a weird <laughs> year, yeah. It has been a weird year. I still remember my preseason Super Bowl pick. It was Bills versus Niners, you know. I get on my knees for Shanahan any and all time. So, obviously, I'm sticking with that pick right now. Playoff push is happening. Speaking of the Bills, right, every week is a playoff game for them. Yeah. Even with this recent resurgence, they're still like ninth in the playoff race. Yeah. So, they're still on the outside looking in. Dolphins, Cowboys, Chiefs, Eagles, all these teams are kind of ahead of the pack right now, right? The Cowboys are also there. They're doing really well. I mean, I listed them. There's a few others that have looked shaky. Out of the top-tier teams right now, these teams that I just listed, Dolphins, Cowboys, Chiefs, Eagles, you what do you trust the most? If you had to put your money down and said they are probably going to Super Bowl, and the 49ers are in that too, I left well, them off. Well, so, so yeah, so I think so I think there's like this upper echelon tier Who's in there? of the like the Ravens in the AFC and the 49ers in the NFC, and they're playing Christmas night. Uh, which is an unusual kind of pairing where the two best teams are playing each other in the regular season at the end. Yeah. Uh, and then there's this other tier where it is Dolphins have not played well against good teams. The Cowboys have looked bad against the 49ers. We're and on the road. Yeah, so basically like if they play, they likely have to You're go gonna through the You're going to put the Eagles four- below them too because they lost to the Yeah, Niners? the Eagles yeah. have looked yeah, shaky stumped. lately. Yeah. The Chiefs, too many draw passes. Like, So like the, so I think like of the of the top echelon teams... I think I'm comfortable with two, the Ravens and the and the 49ers. And then out of these teams, I'm concerned about my Super Bowl pick on the AFC side, the Dolphins, because they look great against terrible teams. They look questionable against other teams. So it's like yeah. you're only you're not gonna play terrible teams in the playoffs, right? So like how can you go? Unless you play the Colts. Yeah, I know, maybe the first weekend, <laughs> but then like then the, the, the divisional round and the and the conference title game. Man, the imagine Bowl. the Dolphins get there. Tua, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, this whole amazing team. Raheem Mostert's got 20 touchdowns. And then lose the Gardner Minshew. Yeah, so that, that would, would be, be oh, would be man. Great. So oh, I, man. I, I think, like, the only team that I trust from that second tier, from the Dolphins, Cowboys, Chiefs, and Eagles, because they have Patrick Mahomes, I, I would still go, with, despite the very, very curious losses that they've had, I still think that they still have the – the talent to win, they have the coaching to win. They can still do it. I still don't trust the Cowboys. They're going to find a way to fuck it up. Probably. The Eagles, I don't think they're going to make it. And then the Dolphins, I still have them on the AFC side, but I don't have any, any confidence. Chiefs, five, I think five straight AFC championship games. I don't think Mahomes has played a road playoff yeah, I think, game yeah, that's, except but, the Super Bowl. Yeah, and I think In that's going to change this year. Yeah, that's going to change. So yeah. uh, the Chiefs have made it, what, back-to-back Super Bowls, right? Um, yeah, they, yeah. And so many – I think the Chiefs – this may not be their year. I, I just yeah. think no matter that they have Mahomes, but I won't bet against Mahomes. I bet against the Eagles. I didn't pick the Eagles, but they have the formula for a playoff team, right? They can get it together. They run the ball. They got that fucking tush push shit. Yeah. If Jalen Hurts gets right, uh, I would be weary of the Eagles. Okay. I really would, especially if they get a home game or two, which it looks like they will. Right. right, probably not home field. It's not, it's not. It's not promising that they're kind of struggling in December. Like this is a, like September is fine. You can't be struggling in December. Benium, you riding that Correct. Ravens train all the way? You got the Ravens still? You got them a cut above everybody in the AFC? Listen, I told you like I did in the beginning of the year. This is the year, baby. For the I, Ravens. I had, so I think it was like, what, 2014 or 20, no, 20, 2012 or 2013 was the last time they won the championship. Yeah. And I was actually in Baltimore. Woo, I never seen a city so purple, baby. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a purple year, baby. I feel it. 
Man, Mike. The Eagles. The Eagles. Okay. If they get hot, I'm worried about the Eagles. But aside the Eagles, is money in the bank guaranteed that the Dallas Cowboys are definitely going to be out in the first round? They're not even making the second round. Guaranteed. <laughs> money in the bank. What? What? What, what you got, 49ers Mike? 49ers scare me. What? Out of the top. Um, yeah. Okay. Go ahead. What's the question? No, no, go ahead, Binium. Who else in the A and NFC? No, clearly, clearly, my opinion doesn't matter, motherfucker. You interrupted, so go ahead, Mike. <laughs> fly, Philly, fly, Mike. What you got? Uh yeah, I got the, definitely out of the uh, NFC. The Eagles gonna get their shit together <clears throat> and go on a fucking tear. Oh, nice. Eagles coming out, out of the, oh, coming that? out of the coming out of the NFC. The Eagles, okay. Yeah. Still, so I think you had Eagles preseason, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and coming out of the AFC. I still believe it, man. The, the Chiefs, man, they're gonna get their shit together. Bro. A rematch? Chiefs, yeah, man. Yeah. Hey, Binyam, do you have uh, any uh, prediction for the Christmas night game? Uh, your Ravens against the the other best team of the Forty Niners. So I will say it's a non consequential Okay, so it doesn't matter. They, they can right? get it's blown gonna, out. It's gonna it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be a great game. I think everybody should watch it. Right. Non consequential game. But because like you know the thing is the 49ers have been like blowing out like other contenders. So it's like it's gonna be great. It's gonna be you know so highest even, rated. All I know, that. but like, even, okay, so well. so if it's a close game, it doesn't matter who wins. But like if what if it's like a 35 10 like that's, that's a beat want. down. So Realistically, would... it's gonna be a blowout one okay. way or the other. Okay. And I can't call. I, it depends on who's on that day. Okay. But wow. it's not going to mean anything when it comes to the playoffs. Just okay. want to put that out there. I, I'm going to, you know, I don't sports bet much at all anymore. But every now and then I have a feeling, right? I did not do it this time around. But typically in the past I've had a feeling like, oh, I think there was a year when like the Warriors had lost like two or three in a row. And they were playing some like average team. And I was like, they're definitely winning this game. I think I put like $40 on it, right? Which is a lot for me. Because I was like 100%. I know. Yeah. So I'm going to apply that same thing to one Buffalo Bills. Oh. I knew they were going to trounce the fucking Cowboys. And to me, it's inconsequential that it was Dallas shit in the bed or whatever. Yeah. I knew Buffalo, they had a run in them because everybody counted them out. They have lost so, there have been so many games this year, in the last few years, that Buffalo has been on the wrong side of bad luck. Like they just... Something happened. You can go trace it all the way back to the Chiefs, the 13 seconds where the Bills probably should have won, but the Chiefs pulled it out. There's been so many breaks that gone against them, and I was like, the Bills have a run in them. I think the Bills are going to make it out of the AFC. Wow. I think that team, when they're right, they are as talented as anybody. And hey, bro, what you smoking? And they're hot. They're getting I, hot, and yo, they got a top-tier quarterback, like, even though you think bro, he's a bum. Like, what you smoking? I, I want I feel, some of that I feel shit. Like, I feel like watch Simon. these bills Damn, go, he baby. Got the same pick for the past four years. Yeah, man, yeah, yeah. No, but I, people <laughs> counted these bills out. They forget how talented this team is. They're running the ball like crazy. They're running back. He has like the second or third most yards from scrimmage, right? Uh, Dalvin Cook's brother, um, James. James Cook. Yeah, he's got like the second or third most yards from scrimmage. This, this is a running team. They ran for over two hundred fifty yards last week. Allen threw for eighty yards. That's how they've been. You, the last you three, trust four Allen? Weeks. Allen's gonna fuck it up. He will find the way. If they to fuck find it up. the right formula yeah. of running. Yeah, he I don't know. Fuck yeah. it up. Allen's he always be the Cowboys. My man. only they, thing in the NFC, something he like a Brett Favre kind of reckless. My only thing in the NFC is I said earlier when the okay let, let's rewind the beginning of the year the 49ers started out five and zero. Yeah, they looked unbeatable. We talked about yeah. it. They had injuries. Yeah, they started lose some games, and now they've gotten on track yeah. again, and they won the last four or five whatever in a row, and they look unbeatable yeah, again. Unbeatable. I did say in the beginning yeah. when they went through their lull, they need to peak at the right time. Yeah, and they're. I, 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 uh, maybe they should have waited a week or two to peak, but 
I'm hoping that they don't get hurt. Yeah. And if they dominate Baltimore, okay? If which they is dominate likely, them on Christmas. Which is likely. They are going to be the prohibitive yes. Super Bowl champion favorite. And that is a lot of pressure. And Shanahan yes. and playoff pressure Actually, are not good. I will say the only weakness, the only weakness for the 49ers is their head coach. Because like that, <laughs> that, that team, Nepo baby. That team is stacked. Like there's no, how can you lose this year? I know, uh, Benjamin, you have your preference. For if they're healthy, but the 49ers, 49ers are the best team. team is so good. Like something would have to go wrong. I just can't. Like you know, I mean, anything can go wrong in the playoffs. I'm setting aside injuries. Just like yeah, yeah. a healthy I mean, 49ers team, I just can't see them losing unless some sort of weird fucking supernatural thing happens. Yeah, Shanahan found his, at least for now, his Brady. The perfect yeah. game manager slash game breaker, Mr. whatever you want to call him, that can manage his offense and run it to a T and not turn the ball over. Mr. Relevant. Mr. Relevant. Yeah, you're right, Mr. Relevant. He was Mr. Irrelevant. Um Speaking of a successful teams, we have to talk about the inverse of that is the Kings that are clawing their way. <laughs> the teams that are clawing their way atop shit mountain. It used to just be reserved for the NFC South and the AFC South. Yeah. But now there's a lot of shitty teams that are mired in mediocrity. I'm talking about teams that are anywhere from six and eight to like eight and six. So right in the middle of having a chance, not eliminated yet. Right. So we're talking. There's so many. actually. So many. You can't even Broncos, <laughs> Raiders, Bengals. Who are eight and six with Jake fucking Browning? Steelers, who are still kicking? Jags, Colts, yeah. Texans, the whole AFC South essentially. Yeah. Rams, uh, yeah, I'm about to say Seahawks, Vikings, AFC. Packers are still there after losing to the Bucks. The Bucks are tied atop the NFC South with the Saints, with the lowly shitty Falcons, only a game back. Who are still in it We're too? Still in it. Any of these teams? Who ham? Who do you think can make noise? The only Not team, win, but just make the noise. The only team that doesn't belong, because everything, you know, so there are two teams that I think are better than their record. One is your team, Buffalo, because they're eight and six, and I think they're better than yep. that. The other team is an AFC South team, uh, Sunshine's team, uh, Trevor Lawrence Jaguars. and the Jaguars. I don't understand why they're so bad. I mean, I know that they, uh, they have a winning record. Yeah, I know, but like they should be better than a, a couple of weeks ago. They were they were in contention to be a top seed. Yeah, I don't know. What and they, they kind of fell back. They're two and zero in London. I mean, the injury to Trevor Lawrence and it, it just yeah. it's been a little shaky. But like, if they get healthy, they can make a run too. I mean, th- that team is much better. So that's the than one the team show. out of these shit mountain teams you think has a chance to make noise. Yes. Uh, yeah. Benium. Not the Colts. Not with Gardner Mitchell. He's too biased anyway, so I, I'm glad he excluded the Colts from that. I was going to say the Indianapolis Colts. You can say that. You can say that. <laughs> Them niggas is trash. <laughs> they are, they're entertaining trash. I mean, if you're, if, you're just taking a, if you're taking a shot at someone that could. Right. You but know, they have the same, re- they they the same record. They could. Right. But they have the they same, have same record as Jacksonville. Exactly. Why not just yeah. uh, pick a, a exactly. better team? I, 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 Mike, go ahead. I, I mean, I have, I have a choice that's maybe a little bit controversial, but go ahead, Mike. Any of those teams you no, think no. stand out? All those. The only team that stands out is honestly the Jaguars. They're going to push through when the the AFC South. I mean, it is what it is. Because remember, at one point they were about to fucking crown of the goddamn Texans. Clemson. Yeah. Stop it. I was almost going to put Browns in here, but they're too good to be shit mountain worthy this year. <laughs> what if Flacco goes good. on a run? You know, who needs that? Uh, he is going Watson? on a run right now. Who, who needs Deshaun Watson <laughs> with his uh, two hundred million dollar contract? Yeah, that that'd be great. But the Jags. Jags will be the king of shit mountain. All right. Well, I'm going to go with the team with championship medal, with great coaching, and an SEC quarterback. I'm going to go the Rams, man. 
they've been. Are looking, you fucking serious? They've looked good. Cooper Cup looks healthy again. He's no catching long bombs. Shit. Stafford. No fucking way. They still bro. got a decent defense. They have veterans on that team. McVay's a great coach. Good actually, to great that's coach. That's actually a great pick. And great I don't pick. love them or believe in them that much. But like out of all these teams, they're hot. They're no, playing no. well. Their offense is clicking. Okay. They got talent. I'm gonna go Rams out of all. No these. one believes in the the Broncos. Who's turning the ship around? Man, uh, fuck Russell Wilson. <laughs> he's uh, looking not too bad. Baker? Uh, remember, Mike, you said fuck Baker. Baker? You fuck Baker. <laughs> fuck Baker Mayfield, too. He's putting up good numbers, dude. I, 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 would have to, I would have to agree with Mike on that one. I'm usually not, you know, but that nigga. You like Baker Mayfield? No, no he's, he's trash. With you. Yeah, he he's is okay. trash. Just checking. You know, maybe, so we, uh, we maybe Coach Prime should take over. Head coaching job at one of these uh, NFL teams. What do you think? No, Coach oh. Prime said he don't want to fuck with the NFL, man. Wasn't it? Was it uh, Charleston White though that we're gonna talk about in a, in a little bit? He said that like th- this guy Dion is just only focused about that one black kid, his kid. Uh, that he will take the Falcons job if they if Shadour gets picked by the Falcons as quarterback. See, like, you know, uh, <laughs> there there are is, there are people we'll, we'll that talk about this and we'll talk about this in more detail. No, no, but... There are people that want to just watch the world burn, and Ham wants to watch my segues burn because I mentioned Coach oh, Prime for a reason. Oh, my bad. Because one, Charleston White, uh, long ass interview. I'm gonna let Benyama expose upon this and fill the uh, listeners in on this. He uh, took some shots at Coach Prime, among other things. So Benyam, please educate me and all the listeners on who is Charleston White. Why are we talking about him? All right, so Charleston White has uh, come to pass during the pandemic. Um, he would he would make he would get uh, people would pull out cameras to interview him and ask him questions about his opinions on celebrities, and he started making a lot of pretty ridiculous and you know truthful but still a little ridiculous comments about celebrities, and it kind of hit because he has a lazy eye. He looked funny. Yeah. So anyway, he went. He he became an overnight sensation overnight. He became a hit overnight. Yeah. Kind of was it like uh, Instagram, anyway, TikTok? Like what, what, what platform would yeah. they make it big? Uh, so he started off, with, it started with Instagram. Then, you know, of course he went into TikTok, but he was really big on Instagram. But basically during the pandemic, he would say a lot of random stuff. Like fuck this person, fuck pretty, that person. Like, fuck yeah. this person. Yeah, he said a lot of controversial stuff yeah. about, you know, fuck this rapper. I, he was just, it was just very vulgar and very like blunt and very like, oh, wow, that's a little... That's a bit much. But he's just and a guy on the it. internet, right? He had no platform before, right? He just so, is a so guy. So before, he, 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 he explains his history. So he used to be a, a, a neighborhood uh, advocate, which is just a nice way of saying just a broke guy trying to have some purpose in life. You got to dress it and up. Then, community <laughs> organizer, yeah. just like Barack. Sandwich know? artist <laughs> yeah, at <commu-> Subway. <laughs> he can be the next right. Barack. <laughs> he was a community organizer, neighborhood advocate, whatever you want to call okay. it. He was one yeah. of those. Uh, but he goes on and talks about his story and how he came. It, it wasn't, it, it, there's a lot more to it than just what meets the eye. So, which is what's where, um, you know, we'll kind of. Right. So, so the topics going on. So, uh, uh, there's uh, apparently other podcasts out there that are more successful than ours. And one of them is Cam Newton's podcast, uh, the game manager. He should call that the podcast, but he's got, it's, I think it's called funky Fridays or yeah. one of the funky shows Fridays, that he has is funky yeah. Fridays. Charleston white went on this show it's about a three-hour uh, podcast on YouTube. It's available or any of your podcast players. Why are you promoting other people's podcasts, man? If How many you, times if, are you going to do that? If you can sit through our three-hour podcast, you can listen to Charleston White's 
three-hour podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. Not everyone on this uh, table has, but you can. I do have a few choice clips just to kind of give you a sample from of, the interview with Cam Newman. Yeah, from the he's done other interviews, and by the way, he's like as at the time of our recording, he's like in jail for like something else. Like this guy's kind of a clown. But, but before uh, you before you play the clip, yeah. I do want to say he has my favorite gesture of all time. I love. His oh oh yeah. oh yeah 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 oh oh that is... yeah 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 I love I'm like who I does he remind me of something about yeah I I I agree I love that shit man so... that shit is just. So I, ha- I have uh, I have a uh, multiple clips, but uh, uh, I will play two initially. One is uh, like kind of like his origin story, how he came to be, and then the other one is like he's got some criticism not only of like certain black celebrities like Deion Sanders, but just like black people as a whole. He's he's got this weird. Why are all these anti-blacksers that are African American that we hear, but they're always attacking other African? But that but that but that's how you get some play. People, I know people but love it, hating it's on like, black it's people. It's like when the um. Not, not 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 that's a black thing, but like when black comedians used to always do the white person voice. Yeah, they'd yeah. always attack the nerdy. It always a nerdy white guy voice. Yeah. And after a while, it just became a little bit rote. It was right. like, come on, man. Again, so, you're doing that, the nerdy white guy. So here's the first clip, and basically this is how he joined the gang when when he was young. What got you onto this activism in the community? Uh, because I had people who 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 poured into me when mm-hmm. I was a fool. So so before I got out the juvenile system. Uh, home, I, I wasn't exposed to gangs. Yes, sir. Uh, I grew up in an upper middle class neighborhood with white kids from the third grade. I don't know nothing about the hood shit. Nigga, I used to go to my ain't beating them house and see them nigga with the blue flags. And then I saw that shit on colors on TV. I didn't know what that shit was mm-hmm. until I went into the juvenile system. So when I got into the juvenile system, you see rolling 60 Crips, you see rolling 30 Crips, you got Altadena Block Crips, you got original Swamp Compton Crips, you got Fire Deuce Hoover Crips, you got GDs, you got uh, Black Gangster Disciples, you got Spanish Gang, so you got all these different gangs. And it ain't no football team. And I'm gonna be here for the next four to seven years. Get in where you fit in. Correct. Because this is the bar sport in here. So nigga, I joined the game. And, and when I got introduced to it, Coming from, a, and I want to say this to all the mamas, coming from a single parent home with just mama in the house, never been spanked by a man, never been disciplined by a man, never had a hug from a man, never been kicked in the ass by the man. When I got introduced to the gang, it was everything I was looking for. Mm-hmm. Nigga, I got an uncle in the gang. I got a big homie. I got a nigga playing OG mm-hmm. just like the daddy. Yeah. I got brothers. I These got are cousins. your male figures. That there you, you go. And they ain't number two, three years older than me. Yes, sir. It's like the nigga in the ninth grade looking up to the senior. So, it's like the nigga in the eighth mm-hmm. grade looking up to the eleventh grader. He like a big, big homie. He like daddy. It's like the nigga in the sixth grade looking up to the nigga just got in college. He's still a kid, too. Mm-hmm. But the sixth grade nigga don't know this. Correct. All right, so that that's the first clip, and he's yeah, but you know he looked up to the people that he had to look up to. So maybe Charleston White there's a reason why he's gonna and, and, pop and, and, off and, and say and some what, shit. What what you know one of the things his 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 charm is what really his charm and sincerity is what really has people drawn to him, and what he's saying a lot of the stuff that he's saying is very factual. There's a breakdown in how it's delivered at the very end, which we'll talk about, yeah. but. I'll let you kind of take it. So he keeping it real though, he does got a little boosie in him. So, we talked about it yeah. off mic. A little so, boosie. Oh man. So here he kind of kind of gives the background where he actually wasn't from this world, but then he went to juvenile prison and then he 
he became acclimated so, uh, to, uh, to, to summarize the he grew up in middle suburbia yeah his mom worked for like the motor like company some, and then he know. he got his uh hoodlumness yeah because from getting like, locked up and then that's where he learned he was saying that there was a void in in in, in a, his parents in a, left his in, dad in, left yeah so like there's no father figure prison system failed yeah they maybe erroneous yeah they filled that void with negative stuff but like he's looking back at it saying I gravitated towards it, even though I know it's harmful now. At least that's the argument he's making. Then he goes on because it makes sense because uh, Cam Newton's like, why are you like, why are you hating on black people? Blah 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 blah. All the words that you're, the way you're expressing it is wrong. And his argument is like, don't worry about the words that I'm using. Listen to the, my message. And and this is the part where he deals with that. Come on, don't be hypocrites, black people. Mm. Y'all can't listen to this music if y'all so caught up in my delivery. Don't do me like that. And the way y'all snap and pop y'all pussy to this music, the way y'all kill and drill to this music, don't trip about my delivery. Easy! Why you talk like that? I talk like that to get my point across. Because when I wasn't talking like that, wearing a bow tie, y'all wasn't paying me no attention. And I was going to the Supreme Court changing laws and legislations in this country. I was working with over 50 U.S. congressional members, from Ted Cruz to Mark Rubio, Senator John Cornyn. I was on the front page of the American Bar Association Journal. I had done a study with News 21, Walter Conkrike School of Journalism. Y'all wasn't paying attention then. So, nigga, I gave y'all what y'all want. A ignorant motherfucking nigga that talk like them rappers. Now y'all listening. Now y'all paying attention, huh? I got y'all attention, checkmate. Now let me tell y'all what y'all need to hear. We fucked up as a race of people since y'all so caught up into my delivery. 5% of children now are catching HIV from ages 13 to 21. What y'all worried about? 85% of the new chlamydia, all the new cases of teenagers. What y'all so caught up about? Nigga, only 35% of most kids in inner cities can read on or above their grade letter. What the fuck are y'all talking about and these kids can't read? Come on, my nigga. So we gonna be real. Let's be real. So that, this is so... The, so the, all this stuff he mentioned about uh, his litigation, all this stuff he was up with the big wigs, Ted Cruz, that's real? Yeah, that's real. So, that's real. so he, he went to jail. I thought he, he was got, a little, uh, you know, so he was full of shit like uh, Umar or these people. So right? okay. when he was 14, he was part of a like robbery gone wrong. Somebody got killed and he went to, to prison and he got, uh, because it was a juvenile, he didn't get sent to the adult prison. His record was expunged and he was trying to be like an advocate for that sort of like, let's not forsake kids too early because like if you send them to the adult prison they're gonna their their life is basically gonna be irreparably yeah, yeah, done chance. right so give them a second so he's been like so he's he sought out like politicians to kind of uh advocate for that policy did he not used to talk like this because he keeps saying so, like yeah, so i changed I, my delivery yeah to get so, your so attention to, I, to I, put a light on you guys right, so, I, so just just to back so i did go back and check his record on that and yeah. i actually there's youtube videos of him going and he like a point dexter congress like, yeah going and, and te- yeah exactly <laughs> yeah it's it's, it's fucking hilarious right but he actually went in sat with senators discussed bills and tried to introduce legislation to uh reduce some of the things that you're talking about right now what, one of the biggest things that he discusses is how he's been institutionalized his whole life so at the age of five he was jumping up and down on a washing machine it broke and then he went inside the washing machine and he he broke basically every bone in his body yeah. from the neck down. Yeah. From the neck down. And so he says when you open up a, a washing machine now, they have all those warning labels. That's because of him. They sued. Because the family sued. They sued. Yeah. His family sued and they sued because of him. 
And so now every time if, if the door opens in a washing machine, it automatically stops it's because of him. Yeah. You know, so he said, he oh, was he fell into an operational inside, washing and machine. And it was still active. Yeah. yeah. When yeah. he was getting yeah. spinned yeah. around. Yeah. Yeah. He, oh, he got my fucked goodness. up. By the way, not for yeah. nothing. Uh, my forehead, I was uh, doing a little uh, Macho Man Randy Savage on a thing in the Middle East. And yeah. I, I but I just hit my head. I was fine. I didn't I wasn't institutionalized, but I I was fucking around with the laundromat at my home. You were, my you parent. jumped off a machine. I, I slipped. I thought, oh. and then I clipped. You trying to go off the top rope? Yeah, I was like, like trying to, man, yeah, the elbow. Yeah, yeah, the little elbow action. Wow, yeah. that is a story. So back to Charleston White. Uh, and no wonder your delivery so he, has you, changed too. You probably right, were. Yeah. You probably the opposite. You probably I used were like, to be a, like a hood guy. Yeah, a hood rat back then. <laughs> yeah. Now look at you. So, so no, Farrakhan so, up in here. So, <laughs> so, but because but because of him breaking all his bones, he was homeschooled. Yeah. Right. And then after that, his dad, his parents broke up. He found refuge or his a void of a father figure in the streets, you know, with the drug dealers or whatever. His his uncles and his grandfather, they're all pimps and, you know, dope dealers and stuff like that. So he went to the streets to find that. Eventually, he ends up going to jail for drug charges and then he kills somebody. And when he kills somebody, he says the white the white family of the person that he killed forgave him. So that's why he said he could never hate white people. Hmm. Right. Okay. And, and, and then he says and then he says. So when he was in jail, he started reading a lot. So he would educate himself about the history, legislation. So he was like, I should have been a lawyer. He's like, you know, that's why I'm very charming, charismatic, da da da. And so he gives a lot of insight on how he he became to be, right? And I find that I found it very interesting, like his whole story of how he became to be. And essentially, he was trying to say when he did all the right things, trying to change leg legislation, no one gave a fuck. But as soon as he started becoming ignorant. And, you know, just off the wall, everybody's listening to him now. Right. But, the, you know, the, the, you know? the problem with Charleston White is because, like, uh, this is in the three-hour interview, there's plenty of moments like the two clips that I just played where you can see, okay, I may not even agree with him, but I can kind of see where yeah, it's coming where he's from, going, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, why are you worried about the way I'm delivering it? Listen to the message, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But he's also backsliding into his old way. Like, he says some really dumb things. Like, remarkably but not yet on the clips yet yeah, yeah so seems... i have one clip that's going to undermine the first two okay clips, so right uh but, but i want to say something about uh people like him <laughs> uh kevin samuels uh rest in peace right kevin samuels passed right yes yeah uh dr umar with the school how's that going by the way well like, well, like okay this, different this, no but this okay, charleston so white kind of <laughs> you know uh, as uh, we are amateur podcasters, hold on, hold on. Let, we're, we're let, all, let, let, let's circle back to that. We don't. I want to finish it with that. No, don't, don't. I think we should watch the clip and kind of bow tie it with that. No, no, I know. My, my, right I now. don't think my. All I'm saying is very, very eloquent. I know he was obscene and vulgar in the things he was saying, but he was just riffing and going for amateur podcasters like us. I understand it's hard when you're in an interview to go off the dome and have you know. Um, Thoughts that are congruous, right? And they connect. Uh, he was just going. He was uh, pretty eloquent, vulgar, but like I give him. So I, I didn't pull the. I clip. was buying some of this. Oh, it gets so, better. It gets better. So, so there, there was a clip about him, like uh, uh, he was uh, promoting the violence on, on women. I didn't pull that clip. I pulled another clip about his parenting skills. So, if if anybody has any sort of doubts about your parenting skills, you'll feel a lot better based on what he says. Oh, here. I want to hear this. Uh, yeah, I'm the nigga. To, I'm the nigga that, that that go to the school when I enroll the kids in school and play like he the dumb daddy who who can't read. So I get to school a hard time. I'm the I nigga. I talk my son into dropping out. So I'm crazy in real life. 
Man, I talked my son into dropping out of school in the eighth grade. He dropped out? Because I think school is for dumb people. I think everybody with an education is dumb. So he don't got, he, he never graduated? Well, my mama talked him into going back. But I talked him into dropping out. I said, man, you can hang with me and be a dumb mechanic. I'm going to let you go up here and work at my partner mechanic shop. He just got tired of doing nothing and wanted to go back to school. And when he went back to school, I told the school, I don't give a damn but if the boy can do good. But I psychologically do that so they push him through and feel sorry for him. When he, if, yeah, nigga, I, I do the, nigga, I teach my son that ignorance prevails, so I play ignorant in real life in front of my kids. We ain't lost yet. The ignorant nigga fool ain't, lo ain't failed me yet. We ain't lost yet. So, <laughs> how bad of a parent do you have Father to be? Father ignorant is undefeated. You tell your kid you don't have to go to school, and you're so bad at it that the kid's like, maybe I should go back to school. Like, what kind of, like... But it's the reverse note of the genius. Are you calling me a failure at failing? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no. How can you fail at failing? He is such a genius. Yeah. He took his, his kid wanted to drop out, took him out, yeah. said, don't go to school. And he, his kid was like, man, fuck this. I need to go back to school. <laughs> yeah. He reversed psychology to that, uh, dude. Oh, great parent. Great parent. Right. Great parent. Like, he, he's like a, a, a testament. You know, there's that expression, if you're going to be dumb, you have to be tough. Because life is going to treat you very harshly if you're dumb, right? And so maybe the kid realized that earlier, man, if I'm... If this is the track I'm on, I'm going to have to be very tough. Fuck this. Although, I'm, gonna go okay, back to I'm, I'm not going to back uh, that exact opinion of Charleston White per se, but there's this parenting approach, which is like, I'm going to make my kids as embarrassed of me as possible because they need to learn to accept humiliation and embarrassment and accept me for who I am. Right. So some parents will play the dope, will play the overly uh, protective parent like I love you even when they're like 16 years old and the kid is like they do this because they want to teach this kid like you ain't above embarrassment yeah. you ain't above any of that and obviously Charleston White took it to the nth <laughs> degree right he was just like I think you're dumb when you go to <laughs> my, your your teachers are gonna think I'm borderline mentally disabled but it's gonna make you stronger right but you won't know it now it's right. the long game so that that's that last clip that I played it's not an outlier like peppered throughout the three hours is just one remarkably stupid comment after another. <laughs> but do you, do you think he's remarkable. playing to us again? No. Remember he said, I'm being ignorant so, so on purpose. So here's what I'm saying. You know, so and I'm, now we listen to I'm, him. I'm trying to figure out, okay, so that was one argument, right? But then you see that uh, over in the last month, you know, since uh, uh, Binyam, like you uh, uh, pointed us to this guy like a few weeks ago, it wasn't that long ago. And in just the few weeks that I've even heard of this guy, because I, I, I did not catch him on Instagram or TikTok. It was through Binyam's reference. And I, I watched it. Since then, he, there's been two <laughs> incidents where he's at a show, his show, and he gets into, into altercation because he's very big on like, I can go anywhere. No one's going to fuck with me. And he's getting fucked with. Even in the podcast, he's talking about, I took a nap at a barbershop and I got fucking pistol whipped, right? Like yeah, Deion yeah. Sanders can't do that. Like he was bragging about- He didn't about, get pistol whipped. Yeah. He got hit once. <laughs> he got hit, wow, yeah, with a pistol, yeah, right? Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. and then- and then. Just now, he is under arrest for um, some sort of aggravated assault and cruelty to animals. So, like, to me, like, the argument that, like, don't listen to the words that I'm saying, my deeds are good, is undermined by his bad deeds. He's behaving like just some knucklehead. Well, he's just human. He's not perfect. No, but he's, he's telling you. is to be human. Right. He's telling you that in order to make his money, he has to be this character. Right. To make the money. But that's and not so he's the saying, yeah. So, he's saying, at this point... He said, listen to my words and my message. Yeah. But at this point in my life, I want, he said, he said he likes to go to strip clubs. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's big he on have, that. He wants to, he wants to have a, a child in a different country because they don't matter. Yeah. 
No, right. just, yes. just he did say that. That's, that's like a direct right. quote from yeah. him. Yes. He, you know, so so he's saying that he wants to be ignorant, right? And just not, and he's just enjoying life right now, right? And, right? And, and, and so I respect that. But, but he's playing, he's playing an act, right? But right, he right. just That's he's doing insane. as many or saying as many dumb things as possible. He don't really believe in because the, it's so outlandish, right? right. The yeah. a, the act is the nice deeds thing. His, he's like a an idiot. He's just like a knucklehead, right? He the hey, like a, giving like turkeys head. to people is the act. All this other stuff, he's this. Like, but you are, you're saying some of his deeds are also stupid too, though. Yes. Not he, just he, his words. And if also, it was just the words, it it would be a believable. And, like, and, and his, his main thing is basically he's like, I am a better black person than you are a black person. That's why like he's like picking fights with Deion Sanders because like you sold out. You sold out the HBCUs, right? I stick with my own or whatever nonsense he's arguing. Like, he's basically like, I would not, not have done that, even though mm. when Cam Newton asked him directly, like, if you're making 40000 and somebody offers you 400000 what are you going to do? He's like, well, I'm going to do the four hundred. And he's like, well, that's what Dion, like, he basically took more money because Jackson State didn't way, have the deep pockets. Cam Newton just completely fucking botched the fucking yeah, he Yeah, he did. He did such a terrible job. Yeah, he. Can, I mean, Charleston yeah. White was so witty. Like his answers were he, like he wasn't ready for. Him. Yeah, he couldn't keep up with. Uh, all, cause, but he couldn't he, keep up with. But the, the wit. problem like, it was is too much. He's all. So the thing is, like, he kind of reminds me of uh, like a, 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 a more quick-witted version of uh, George Santos, the the congressman that got kicked out a few weeks ago. Like mm. George Santos, when he was uh, running for office, from some of the reports that I read, he would like target. He would give like pro-gay messages to to constituents that were about that. Like conservative stuff to the like, basically he would give different messages to different people. Yeah, and give the people what they want. And Charleston White, if you if you chop up the three hours, there will be something that everybody will like. You know, the, yeah, the, you can the, you can right tear a clip off of it yeah. and post it and be like, see. So like the the the, the criticism of the black people, like oh you you're listening to all this hoochie mama music and you're worried about how I'm saying this. Well, I guess there's a new chlamydia out there uh, and other STDs. <laughs> right? mama, right? That's a <laughs> what did you say? Like kill and deal and. It, whatever he said was pretty fucking good. No, he's very he's like he's it. very good at like that that sort of a uh, uh, speech. But like, you can pull like ten different clips and distribute it to ten different audiences, and I think that's what's happening because TikTok is not suited for three hours, right? This is a YouTube uh, thing, right? Not. So it's like you know for like two minutes here, three minutes there. So if you target it to enough people and the right people. They will all come back thinking like, "Oh, this guy has a good point." Oh man, you should see you should see the comments. Yeah, this man is sent from God. Yeah, so do greatest we, interview I've ever seen. Do we have one more clip? He's telling so the I, truth. So speaking of the God thing, so he had Nigga, he, stop. So 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 the, so there's yeah, one, read the comments. It's ridiculous. So there's one more clip where, where he basically was talking about like you know like how like the the Bible and God did not resonate with him because like he's looking around like what. There's all like his mom is talking about like how God is a reason for everything and he kind of I got swished around <laughs> in a fucking washing machine. Where's the God in that? So this is the last clip I have of him. But basically, this is again you could pull this and then like if some like atheist types were like, oh, see this guy gets it. Like you can you can target the, the message depending on who's listening. All you know is here read the Bible. They Correct. said read the Bible Correct. and you can't really understand what the preacher's saying. Correct. But I have a mother who are quoting scriptures. And I'm hearing her say these scriptures, but they're not making no sense. Mm -hmm. All things work for the good of those who love God is called according to his will and his purpose. My mom locked up here for murder and I can't, I'm going to be here for four years. How is this going to work for my good? 
Well, some, but she's trying to explain this to me. And I'm saying, man, stuff don't make shit don't make no sense. Mm -hmm. I'm rejecting everything she's saying. For one, most kids reject what their parents teach them because you think the world no more than your parents. So this ain't making sense, mama. This God that so loved the world that'll give us his son, then why, why this kid over here get molested if God love us? Where my daddy and mama if God's so good? You keep hollering by God good, how he good? How? As a kid, you, your parents are trying to introduce you to God, but you looking at the circumstances in a situation that y'all growing up in, so God ain't making sense to children no more. It ain't making sense. Well, I blessed because when I go to school, the kids at school ain't blessing their food, but you got me blessing my food. It ain't making sense. Ain't nobody at school blessing their food, so I'm supposed to go to school and pray over my food. No, nah, I ain't doing that, mom. Because my peers supersede what you're trying to teach me. Man, preach, Charleston White. So again, you can you can target all of these different messages depending on who and you know if you're into the strip club thing, there's another clip where I don't have it, but like where he's talking about how he's ranking the top cities for strip clubs and like Atlanta's you can, up there by the way. He's at Tampa Bay number one. Yeah, you can chop it up like however you want. Two. Yeah, and you so like keep Odyssey, three thousand, two thousand, whatever the fuck it is. That's <laughs> you got a shoe model, a place where shoe yeah. models hang out. Facts on facts. Mons I, I, I Venus. Wish, yeah, Mons, Mons Venus. Mm, I heard. I heard. I, I wish. I wish I asked you to pick a clip. There's a clip where he talks about how charismatic he is, and how he would if he was left alone with Beyonce. Oh, that's right. Weeks. Yeah, he's so confident that like, give me so a few he, minutes. He, yeah, he, give me two weeks. Yeah, and I guarantee you, I can back. He's like, there's no, there would be no chance. He's like, well, you asking me a hypothetical question. Yeah. I'm just telling you <laughs> what it is. Is he good looking? Is he a good looking dude? Rihanna. I mean, he's got like a lazy. He's got. He's only got one eye. He's like the skinny guy. I mean, he's he's an entertaining guy. I don't know if women are into that, but like he's entertaining. When women like charisma. If he has it, I mean, I'm I'm with you, Charleston. I got you, man. I will put one, money on one, you, man. One thing, I'll buy you your biggest, dinner for Beyonce. You got to bell him out first. Thing, no, know, I'll pay for the, dessert. The, the I can't afford the dinner. The interview could have been shorten it up a lot if he didn't focus so much on Deion Sanders. Yes. Like Cam Newton would not let go of the topic of Deion Sanders. Right. He made his point clear from the beginning of the interview. So for the he listeners, said, oh. summarize because we haven't even really talked. We don't have no clip of that, I don't yeah. think. What what was the attack on uh, Coach so Prime he was Deion saying, Sanders about? So he was saying, he said, he said, you said, fuck Deion Sanders. Do you stand by that? He said, fuck Deion Sanders. Again, live. Mm. And he asked him repeatedly, so are you really saying fuck Deion Sanders? And he just kept repeating, I don't know why you keep asking me the same yeah. question. Fuck Deion Sanders. Yeah, Cam wanted him and to probably change said, his opinion. Yeah, but he's like, well, you know, he's doing all this positive stuff. He's bringing, he's like, yeah, but also, you know, basically he shed light on the HBCU and he's all about just making sure that his son gets to the NFL and that's his biggest focus. So anything that, you know, diverse from that, he's not going to be with. And right. he's all about himself. All right. So, you know, Cam just kept coming back and saying he did this for the community. He took a lower salary, da da da. And then Charleston White had a rebuttal for everything. He was like, "But you understand that was in his contract, right? Like a part of his contract when he came in, he was telling people that he was going to give back some of his salary to the facilities because he knew the state of the condition. Right. Like he understood what he was getting himself into. Right. So Cam he's like, so when you're sitting here trying to, so Cam is clearly very cool with Deion and loves Deion. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. he said. He loves Dion, but, but but Cam Cam also you can't made... change. You can't change someone's mind that he's made. I mean, I think he said it like I've never seen a more clear message, and someone and he kept on circling that. back over circling and over. back, yeah. circling back. I'm like, dude, just fucking move on. Like he told you what he felt. He's not changed his mind. Right. 
Like he's very clear and concise about what he's saying. Well, I do like. Why uh, are we talking about the same thing? I didn't listen to any of the interview except with the clips yeah. you played. But if Charleston White kept doubling down, tripling down, quadrupling down on his opinion, I like it because Cam, uh, from what you guys say, he Cam, kept pushing Cam, Cam him no to backtrack. Cam had no to, answer to like you know uh, mollify Cam's own opinion of Dion. Like, hey man, come on, just help me out here. And Charleston just kept saying no, no. I right. feel the way I feel. Yeah, but, but that takes a lot of balls but, to double but, down when but, somebody's but, calling I, I, out. I think the, the reason why Cam kept on going back is because when when he got to more specifically his point, uh, where he was saying like Deion Sanders basically represents like the shiny object. You know, black people are just into celebrity too much. They're into the big national person. They're not into community level uh, support. Yes. And, and so he's like, okay, well, if that then. Then you're you're that's not what you meant then. Then you you, you don't mean then fuck Deion yeah, Sanders. He's trying to like uh, but they say no, no fuck Deion Sanders. So what like, do they call it um uh, leading the witness. Right, but he's but trying he to lead the witness but, a little but bit. When when it got into a more nuanced argument, the 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 gist of it is that he's not saying fuck Deion Sanders the person, but like because he knows that it gets a rise out of people, he's never going to not say that, right? So I Cam Newton should have just recognized that he's not going to move off the point, even right. though his right. larger just, point is it, something more. It specific. went over his head. Yeah, man, yeah. I don't even want to be. I don't even know if head. I can be friends with the yeah. Charleston White guy because you'd be like, "Hey, man, uh, hey Charleston, man, uh, you know we've been boys for a while. Here's my new girl here, and he just come out and say some flagrant shit. Like if she's fucking like from Africa, he'd be like, "Man, she got a big belly." Yeah. He's just like saying stupid shit, right. and I'm like, Charleston. No, no, he's a very logical guy. I'd be like, Charleston, are you serious? Or are you just playing an act right now? Because like, why you fuck with me? Yeah. He's like, nah, nah, I don't know, man. Yeah, I'm just ignorant. And you're he, like, come on, man. Very there's another segment where he yeah, like because Cam Newton was like, "Well, you're, you wouldn't hit." So like, when can you girl. believe Charles? Oh White? yeah, yeah. No, I, but, make that point. Make right. that point. So, so he, I, that's what I was gonna lead so, to. So he was basically saying like, like because he was talking just recklessly, and he was like, you know, he I beat my women. Like he used other words. No, no, no. He was saying he was saying Charles White. Be, yeah, in, yeah. In some, in in some hyper, yeah. It's necessary. And then Cam Newton was like, "No, I, I would check you on that. Like, don't, you can't be doing that." And he's like. I would like kill over this point. Like, don't get between me and me and my beating girl. my girl. No, no. Like, so he, so he said. So basically, he said he told him. He said, you know, uh, so what's your what's your feelings on hitting women? Yeah. And he was like, well, you know, you know, when granddaddy, granddaddy, and grand, granddaddy and grandma had a relationship, somebody had to get an ass whooping, right? Right. Mm-hmm. He's like, so, you know, like they've been together 40, 50 years. Ain't nothing wrong with an ass whooping. He's like, well, how can you say that when you know? You have all these kids. He's like, but just like my kids, I beat them too. Right. And then, it, so basically, he got into it where he was like, well, if you, it, it, Charleston White essentially said, if you get to the point where we're fighting because of a girl, then I'm going to have to pull out a gun and shoot you. Right. <laughs> and, 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 and he said, he, one of his best quotes of the interview is, he's like, some people are prize fighters. I'm a surprise. surprise. Yeah, that's what <laughs> yeah, I like. That. Take a- <laughs> the no look hook. You know no, uh, the gun. The, gun. the yeah. surprise is the gun. He said yeah. he always carries the gun with him. You know, uh, and then apparently it's true because he just got arrested today. Right. For, the, for, the problem, for... the problem with saying well, the positive positive part of saying flagrant things is that you get notoriety. You know, fifteen minutes of fame. People are like, wow, he said what? He, it goes viral, right? The negative of always saying flagrant things is it. You, it just become people become desensitized to it. They no longer believe anything you say. Like it, it yeah, actually means more yeah. when people actually think you really do believe in hitting women. Women, people are like, "Oh wow, can you believe that?" Because they believe. But once they're like, "Dude, he just says stupid shit. We don't believe anything he says." I now mean, nobody's did, gonna s- ask, spread your message. They did ask. They did ask him, "Have you ever hit your baby's mother?" And he was like, "No." 
Yeah, he's so, like, so he just blows. He kind of he full of shit, obviously, but he's entertainingly yeah. full of but shit. But he, he did say like uh, a previous girl, he did smack up uh, upside the head like when he they were driving. The, yeah, he's an open hand yeah. back in the car. He's a little a, Draymond yeah, Green action, hey, yeah, yeah, it wasn't yeah. intentional, you know. She pushed yeah. me. Like, how did my hand get there? Mike, yeah. are you ready? Are you ready? It has been bubbling to the surface. Hold on, let's 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 oh, let's no. put some respect to Charleston White's name. Didn't let's we? Let's properly like end forty this, minutes okay? about him. You wanna okay. you wanna start a GoFundMe page to get him out of jail? Oh 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 yeah 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 yeah. Are you done putting respect on his name? Well, I am. Okay. Highly <laughs> uh, entertaining guy, man. Listen, well, he, you guys he, have yeah. to watch this. Yeah. I'm telling you, man. Him, you know one thing? I love people that are sincerely, authentically themselves because you don't see that anymore. I just love that he was every week of himself and did not give a fuck and is openly telling you. This is me. I'm getting paid for it, and I love it. I listen to like and about. I, I, I'm going to go to strip club. Yeah. Although whatever. he's saying like, he's being crazy. ignorant, he's being ignorant on purpose to get notoriety. But he's but also that's not really him. But he's actually ignorant in real life too. Okay, I, I, I listened to like one or two hours of the three hours uh, on, on, on a treadmill. I mean, I, I listened to the whole thing, oh, but like dang. two Over out of those three hours were on a treadmill, <laughs> and I just like laughing as I'm running. Like with, I must have seemed like an idiot like at the gym because <laughs> he's just saying something uh, stupid. Justin White entertaining us all in one way or another. So we, you know, we have given Michael but Mullen. But he drew you in, though. Yeah, like, yeah, did no, he not no, draw yeah, you yeah, in? Lord. We have given Michael done? Mullen a hard finished? time. You know, we've given Charles Snow White all the hand jobs we can dole out today. Right? And we've given right. Michael oh. Mullen all the uh, back slaps, pimp slaps we can the last month or two uh, because his one-time absence and his lack of ferocity in the moment with Mike segment. But I think... He's got something for us today. I think he's he's working on something. I think, I think he I think he's bringing it today, baby. I'm not saying I'm I don't know about bringing it. I might have to I'm submit it for the Pulitzer. Little, I'm bringing a little something, little you know, relatable. Give us in the my heat, life man. right Give now. Give it to us, Mike. A moment with Mike. All right, my moment, Mike, starts with more so a um, a story. So listen to the story, you know, and then we'll go from there. So it was inspired. It's a, a story of the drowning man. And it's um it, it, I watched actually the um what's that movie that came out with Mahersha Ali and uh Julie Roberts and uh Ethan Hawke. Leave uh, the, Leave world the world behind. behind. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I enjoy the movie. A lot of people did not. Oh, this is a West Wing quote. See, I don't it's not West Wing, motherfucker. It's from the West But Wing. anyway, they do a little thing in it. So essentially, let me just read this story. So it says a man was stuck on top of his roof on on top of his rooftop in a flood. He was praying to God for help. Help. Soon. Hang on for a second. I'm sorry. I got a little technical difficulty here. All right. Soon a man in a rowboat came by and the fellow shouted to the man on the roof. Jump in. I can save you. The stranded fellow shouted back. No, it's okay. I'm praying to God. He is going to save me. The rowboat rode off then a motorboat came by the fellow in the motorboat shouted jump in i can save you to this stranded man he said no thanks i'm praying for god he is going to save me i have faith so therefore the motorboat went on then a helicopter came by and the pilot dropped down a, a rope a ladder says grab my ladder i will lift you to safety to this stranded man, again replied, no thanks. I'm praying for God. He is going to save me. I have faith. So the helicopter flew away. Next thing you know, the water rose in this flood. 
and it came upon the rooftop. The man drowned. He went to heaven. He finally got a chance to discuss the whole situation with God. At this point, he which exclaimed, I had faith in you, but you didn't save me. You let me drown, God. Why? To this, to this reply, God said, I sent you a rowboat, a motorboat, and a helicopter. What more do you expect? Mm-hmm. So, in a sense, this is my moment with Mike. Stop being so proud that you have this expectation of how success looks like. This man thought success looked like God was going to take him from the flood and lift him to above. Yet he sent this man three different ways to save himself. Stop having so much pride in your life that where you can see the signs that you are getting help from above. And that's my moment with Mike. Don't be so proud when you have something in turmoil. Don't sabotage that. And that's what that man had done. He had sabotaged three different ways to get saved. So in life, don't do that. Try to, not try to, look for those particular signs and go with it. So essentially, that is my moment with Mike. Nice. Just look at the signs. It doesn't have to look exactly like you need to. That is pride talking. If there's if there the flood in your life is the chaos, whoever is bringing you some solace, that is your lifeline. That is God, whomever, Allah, Krishna, whomever. Buddha. That is your lifeline to better the chaos in your life. Perfect. You, uh, I've heard of a phrase: uh, "Perfect is the enemy of good." So sometimes you yeah. wait around for perfection for the exact right thing, whatever that means. Right. And you never get it. And you should have yeah. just settled for good. You know, you should have just stopped trying to reach the apex of whatever your expectations were and just settle for what's yeah. good and in front of you, right? That's that's and that's the problem. That's ego, that's pride that's coming in a way. Because you expect this this scenario to go this particular way. As in he, the drowning man, expected God to save him. Hmm. And it wasn't God. It was different ways God had sent through to help him but he didn't take it so because he was expecting something different so great moment of mike uh for those interested it's not exactly how mike said it but similarly season one episode 14 yes they did say that take this <laughs> sabbath day nice little scene from the west wing you should watch it Two, the second point i will say if i'm uh, the lord and i send some limp dick drowning man three outs yeah. He takes none of them. You're not coming to heaven. <laughs> You're going somewhere else. What do you mean? What What are you doing here? Like that that part. Waste I don't understand. Waste the space. Waste the space. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Take your shit somewhere else. Waste the space. This I've heard of this parable, this story, people, uh, people, many other times. Say, it was, it's it's been a lot. It was in uh, the pursuit of happiness. Oh, people okay. say. I feel like I've heard listen, of this. Just, just want to yeah. put that out there. People say knowledge is power. That is incorrect. The application of knowledge is power. Right also known as wisdom. Right. So the mm. application of wisdom. More vision, Vinny. And, and, and More vision. And, and Charleston White lacks vision and wisdom. He's, he's got, got information. He, he doesn't know sight. what to do yeah. with this information. He just recites uh, information. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so there you go. That's my moment, Mike. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. I'm going good. through some turmoil, but I do have that ladder. 
I do have that rowboat. I do have that motorboat. And you're not going to drown. You're not going to drown. And I'm not drowning in that bitch because it may not be coming the way I want it to, but the it, I've been saved in the turmoil of chaos in my life. Oh, I so. know I know you taking that motorboat, Mike. Not too much. I know you ain't passing on that. Uh, All up in it. What I, what I forgot anyway, to mention at the beginning of this pod was that uh, we are missing one of our guys, right? Simon actually could not join us. That's obvious by now at this point. Because that nigga killing motherfuckers. Yeah, we don't know where he is. He just, he went dark. He's he's in oh, CIA kill mode. Him. Oh, kill him. Oh, kill him. <laughs> it's got, oh, it's, it's, kill him. It's got nothing to do with Georgia losing a few weeks ago. I hope not. Yeah, but, I, I think it has everything to do with Georgia losing. But you know what? Ago. I think it would be a disservice to uh, replace Simon's segment with a facsimile of what he truly brings to the table. So, you know, we're going to skip the segue with Simon this time around, and we're just going to go Chat right... GPT? No, Simon GPT? no Simon GPT this time. Simon, we hope you're alive. Okay, that's that's that all nigga. I want. I want you to give us a text saying hi guys, hi everybody, so we know that. Okay, I don't know if you're in a Turkey or a Kandahar, or where you at, but you know, please send us a a little beacon of hope. Greaseball fillet, Binium. What? Let's get it, man. Let's start. Let's start with the fillet, baby. We got some. Hey, it's gonna be a long. Uh, it's gonna be a long one, so get brace yourselves. All right, the first fillet, one of my favorite fillets I've ever given, is going to the new president of Burkini Burkini Faso. I always say this country wrong. Uh, youngest president ever elected at at 35. He was declared the new military president of Burkini Faso on September 30th, 2022. When you say now, military, really like, a lot of- is a coup? Or what he's he... a coup. He's a coup, and he took over. <laughs> you got to give credit I mean, to somebody who took over violently. Oh wait, let's 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 let's, uh, let's, let's give let's give this guy a chance here. Now he's he's making his rounds. He's starting to get a lot of people's attention because he's brought he's brought to light that the fact that um uh Africa is the richest country in terms of resources, but is the poorest because all these Western countries are draining resources yes. out. So he is. So he's already made uh he's already made um partnership with Russia and some other communist countries to keep all the resources in and he's fighting uh all-time high inflation, uh poverty, all the things that are going on, the um corruption in his country. So going to I mean, I don't think it's going to end well for this guy, but I love the ambition and I love to see what he's going to do. So very exciting and very interesting. I read about him. He's a very interesting guy. That's number 1. Oh, and this was it was really hard. He, this might be the fillet of uh, the year, Robert Kraft. I'm giving him a fillet ahead of time for firing Belichick. <laughs> Belichick is gone this year. Just want to give that shout out now because I mean, how could you not like Belichick, one of the worst co- coaches in NFL one history? Of the worst. I, 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 I can hear the uh, Project Pat like in the background of Bel- Belichick's next uh, press conference. Don't save him. He don't want to be saved. And then, of course, uh, there's some doctors in Turkey. This is this could go either way. There's oh. some doctors in Turkey that I want to give a fillet to. So, as you guys know, Turkey is the place where you want to go for hairline. So, I'll probably be, need, be needing to make a trip pretty soon because my hairline Multiple is trips. terrible. I think the entire yeah, so, cast of the buffer, except Simon. Simon yeah, is good. Yeah, he got, he got Simon. Hair. Simon's doing pretty well. You're yeah. right. So, uh, so Turkey is known for the hairline thing, you know. Yeah, the, the hair transplants, hair transplants, yeah. Transplant, transplant, Implants, right? hair transplants. But now they're actually they're actually becoming because they have so they have uh, very highly skilled physicians 
at a very cheap rate. They're starting to become really well known for the BBL, Brazilian butt lifts, right? Oh, yeah, okay. So a group of moms went down there for their uh, birthdays to get like a, 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 you know, some BBLs together, right? So mm -hmm. I think it was a group of four women that went and got a BBL turkey. They go there. Doctors do a fantastic job. I mean, everything looks incredible. They come back. And maybe like a month or two later, when one of the women started having some back pains. It's like, oh, man, I'm really having some back pain. So they go to the doctor. They get x-rays. They have one less. She has one less kidney. Oh, oh right? my and, goodness! And then, and then you know, and then <laughs> I mean, how many kidneys do you need? And, and then the other, yeah, exactly. And then was the that ass? Was that ass listen, worth listen, the kidney you lost? <laughs> listen, and then the other, then the other three get the X-rays. All don't have a kidney. All wow. one less kidney, right? Wow. So for for it was a, it was almost this is a fillet. You know, they got a pretty. <laughs> You know, because they did a cheap job to get an expensive kidney. So shout out to these Turkish doctors. Uh, this, shout out to uh, them. <laughs> I'm a hustler, uh, baby. And, and, another, another, I also want to give a fillet to McDonald's. McDonald's just came out with their, uh, their coffee shop called Cosmics. Um, it just made its uh, debut in, in Seattle. They're, they're piloting this to see how well it does. It basically, it's just a McDonald's version of Starbucks where they have nothing but McFlurries and all these oh, other I see. sweet oh, drinks, but okay. they're introducing high quality coffee. So I'm just interested to go see how that goes. But first day of opening lines through the roof, all, all through, had longer lines than Starbucks. So pretty exciting to see how that's going to do, how that's going to go. And of course, um, Charles my Simone? man, Daddy Yankee. Daddy oh. Yankee. Right? Oh, Daddy oh Yankee. yeah, yeah, yeah. He turned to the Lord. Daddy Yankee. My God. Daddy, really, bruh? Really? Yeah, Daddy Yankee has, uh, has is rumpet back to Jesus, you know? So <laughs> shout out to him because he's decided to, he's going to devote this his nigga, life to Christ. This nigga, Gasolina. Yeah. Gasolina's pulling a mace right now. I know, yeah. It's crazy, Listen, dude. I mean, he's he should be retired anyway. Daddy Yankee's donezo. But it is crazy then, he and, went to the Lord. And then also, and then and then and then my last fillet is gonna go to all the kids that get into Yale because the average GPA at Yale is a three point seven GPA, mm. and it's becoming such a huge problem because the the, the campus is saying that uh, there's no distinction between how good one one student is over the other, so they're having a hard time distinguishing. Yeah, who's, who's a cream and a crop? Yeah. I know, but the thing so, is, so, the hurdle is getting in. Yeah, exactly. And so that's what people don't get. But now Yale is thinking about, um, you know, giving a little bit less A's, but it, it's it's such a big, it's such a, there, there's a lot of battles that come with it because then they want to be at a higher, you know, higher GPA than their, their counterparts, Harvard, Yale, and all this other stuff. So uh, shout out to you if you get into Yale because you're guaranteed to graduate at a 3.7 look like a fucking genius. So those are all the fillets I have. Uh, I, I have one more, but I'm going to keep it for next week. Oh. A lot of good fillets. End this week, of man. year. I know that yeah. that's the other thing, right? We You don't want to blow your load. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So uh, real quick before I go to uh, my one and only fillet, um, I don't want to advise the Lord on things, but I do want to caution mm -hmm. that there is this scheme that some people are, are, are doing. Uh, Daddy Yankee, one among them, the horrid out 15 to 35 lord it out the rest of the way right what's so, wrong with that so for 20 that years 
which is basically your prime whoring out years. <laughs> you do whatever you want, and they say, hmm, duh, the Lord's uh, speaking but I, to but me. But he's Catholic probably, right? So, they don't, so all your sins are forgiven? Marky, Just confess? Marky Mark is doing the same thing, you know? Okay. Like, he's like, but oh, a lot of people find Lord, Lord late yeah, in their life. How convenient. Like, the years you want to just yeah, fuck around, yeah. you don't find him then, and then now you do. But okay, maybe I'm cynical. Yeah, you took the reverse course. Yes, that's right. I'm top like, five yeah, Muslim when you were younger, me, now is, look at you. Still top five. Still top five. So my fillet goes to kind of like uh, Binyam has a. Uh, you can take an advance on the fillet. You know the the coach hasn't been fired yet, but he's giving the fillet to the oh. owner. I'm giving an advance fillet to the Ohio State Supreme Court. Okay. For a decision that they have not yet reached, but I am confident that they will. This has to do. <laughs> this has to do with boneless wings. So I'm going to mm-hmm. explain what happened. This fucking guy. Those are just chicken nuggets, bro. Right, which is a misnomer, and we'll get to I that. I just had this conversation today with a this uh, uh, story. A cust- no, not the story, okay. but exactly what Mike just said. We, I, he was talking about the best wings he's ever had is in Buffalo. They make them really crispy and all. He was talking about all this stuff, and he was like, "Boneless wings? They're just nuggets." Right, because I mean, how can you have boneless? He says it's light meat versus dark meat. He told me this whole. So thing this is a, a story. It's worked its way up to the courts until just now, but this started back in 2016. So in April 2016, this Michael Berkheimer ordered boneless chicken wings, and he had some, you know, a garlic sauce or whatever. Right, he orders this regularly, boneless wings. Yeah. I'm going to uh, withhold some information about how he, he, he eats the boneless wings. Okay. But right. he orders these boneless wings, and on this particular occasion, he found that one of the boneless wings had a bone in it. It got stuck in his throat. Oh. Fucked up his, like, all his shit. Digestive right? tract and shit, It man. got lo- lodged in his uh, esophagus. It what tore his throat. Fuck? It caused an infection mm. requiring multiple surgeries two medically induced comas and left him with lasting heart and lung damage. And then he's suing the establishment because he was promised boneless wings, right? I don't see anything wrong with his boneless wings is the argument, right? What if you're allergic to peanuts and they serve you peanuts? So the reason why I'm giving the fillet to the Ohio Supreme Court, because like, this is clearly a unanimous get the fuck out of here case. Because first of all, is he a bird? Is he just taking the wings (laughs) Just and swallowing just, him, putting his down, swallowing just him. down the, the gullet. Is there no process? Maybe of he has no gag reflex. Right, but but think, like the the, no. se- the sequence of events is very implausible. So he is one of these weirdos. He cuts up his wing, his boneless wings, with a knife, and he couldn't. De- oh, why he, couldn't he detect? He cuts it up in a knife, and then he just I don't know. They don't explain how he consumes it beyond that point. But how did he not notice but a he, bone? He must have correct. He must have not chewed, right? So, yes. The story But is, he probably cut through a partial piece of bone, then. He probably cut through the bone. Maybe right? he cut it clean, just one of them. Like, yeah, yeah, it was yeah, all okay. bone on one side. But okay. either way, who just eats the whole wing, the boneless wing, even if it's a small amount, you, you will chew it somehow. And swallow it. It and shouldn't swallow, matter how right? he eats it. It should have never been in there, the bone. So, the problem is okay, so boneless wings is a misnomer, anyways, right? So, they're kind of playing fast and ru- loose with the rules. So, you can't expect. But there's no such thing, right? So the court is going to unanimously rule that on a, uh, like, hey, do better, like a minor thing, mm-hmm. like do better, the, the establishment, but they can't be held accountable for all of the bad outcomes that came after. I mean, because, yeah, it is a terrible thing that happened to him with his esophagus and the surgeries so and his heart. So what is the ruling going to s- it's going prevent? to prevent? S- 
from happening it, again. It's basically, it, so he wants some sort of like damages or whatever for. Yeah. He wanted boneless. For he got a bone. He advertising. Got traumatized. But the problem that he has is that humans chew their food, right? There's a reasonable expectation that you're going to chew your food. Just like if I get a carton of milk. And some people, some hillbillies on random farms in North Carolina drink a beer straight in one shot. Be- yeah, they don't beer. even swallow. They don't even. Gurgle, they just go. Beer is liquid. You can okay. drink it. No problem. Right. But solid food, if you don't know to chew and you're like however fucking old you are, them's the breaks, right? You have to live with the consequences. Wow. So filetus. This Supreme guy court, was in the hospital. had multiple surgeries. Bad outcome, <laughs> solid process. So, so what? Listen, There's a little wow. Listen. Of course, you're on the side of the government. Say, yeah. Is it safe to say this nigga gay? <laughs> like that bone. <laughs> Like Boy, that. You opened oh. the episode strong thought, and you're going to finish it strong. I thought you liked boners <laughs> in your mouth, man. Uh, not those types. <laughs> All right, that's my fillet. The, okay, okay. So you're against the guy who accidentally ate the bone. You're Reason with the no, government preventing on. this from Human, happening. You know, humans, is this a PSA for anyone listening? You have your nose. Like if it's something smells like it's expired, don't consume it. Yeah. And chew solid food. Okay. Very simple. I got you. Correct. I got you. I got you. Wait till you have a baby, man. And they eat That's all type baby. of things if they this, shouldn't do. <laughs> if this Berkheimer was a baby, yes. All right. Uh, you know, Wesley Snipes, tax dodger supreme. He had a right in passage of 57. Always bet on black. I guess maybe I should be asking Michael Mullen about this, you know. But maybe it isn't indeed true that once you go black, you never go back. Months ago, I finally switched over to black coffee. No cream, no sugar, just straight, right? Those taxi drivers in Clarkson Clarkson with their fucking uh, peasant double-doubles, they can see these, you know. Come on, man. We don't need no cream and sugar here, okay? So with my switch over to black coffee, I became with the faintest stench of snobbery about coffee. So I was like, I'm going to get a premium fancy coffee drip maker, like a $100 one. Instead, I went Guju and was like, ah, I'll just get like a $20 Mr. Coffee drip maker, right? Traditional, cheap drip coffee maker, what everybody has at the office, right? Went on Reddit, did a little more research, and everybody kept mentioning this thing called an AeroPress. AeroPress. Everybody was like, dude, just get an AeroPress. So I looked at it, a $30 contraption, very simple. It looks like that uh, penis enlarger that Austin Powers used in the movie, right? <laughs> like the pump? Yeah, like a pump. So all you do, there's no electronics. You put coffee in there. You pour hot water over it. It's a plunger. And then you just push the, with pressure, you push the water through the coffee into your cup. And it makes such a clean cup of coffee. None of that like acidic, like harsh taste that a drip coffee maker sometimes gives you. Just awesome, awesome. And no electronics. You can take it with you. You don't need to plug it in anywhere. Uh, awesome. I have to praise the AeroPress. It, it almost made my uh, fillet of the year. Let's wow. just be honest. Yeah, you have to yeah. send that link. Yeah, I'll send it to you. It, it is amazing, easy to clean, and everything like that. Um, but I have one more fillet. Okay, this is a, on a lighter note, but we have mentioned this show actually a few times. Ham has, and I finally got into it just because I was running out of prestige TV to watch. Slow Horses on oh, Apple TV. Oh yes. Gary Oldman plays the main character. Jackson Lamb. Jackson fucking Lamb, man. So this guy, for those who watch any British humor, you know, when they get foul mouth, the British can do obscenity better than anybody can do obscenity, right? Yeah, lean into it. He's really into 
shitting and farting in the show. Okay. He's really, really into farting and shitting. So there are two lines from the show. I just found funny. And this is why I'm giving him the uh, filet. More importantly, Gary Oldman, who plays him. Uh, he, he's about to get interrogated. So he tells them, tell her she best interrogate me in a room with the window. I had lambuna earlier and it's going to make its presence felt. So he's talking about, you know, flatulence there. There's another time when he says, hey, I've got other things I could do tonight, Diana. I've got a really massive shit brewing. I could shit. I could sit and read a book and birth that beauty. I, I just love how flagrant this guy is. Jackson Lamb, Slow Horses. It's such an entertaining show. And it's a, a spy thriller, but it's kind of a comedy, too. I mean, Ham, Ham knows about this show. Yeah, and it's, uh, it, it's like a mix. But yeah, Jackson Lamb. And I, and I actually have a, a few other fillets. But we are going to do end of year pod next week. So I'm going to save a couple that will actually be very, very shocking to our listeners. But I'm going to save that for next week. Uh, Mike, what you got? Goddamn, y'all took a nail long enough. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mine's easy. Actually, Uh, I was thinking, did I skip over you? I I didn't remember, but (laughs) you did not do your filet yet, right? So immemorable. (laughs) Go ahead. Anyway, so my... (laughs) Fucker, asshole. Anyway, so <laughs> my fillet goes to a cabin that I went to this past weekend. Oh, okay. with my girl. Oh, that shit was cake. fucking nice. That Bro, shit was nice, Mike. It's called Penahati Peak in Chatsworth, Georgia, close to Ella J. The place is fucking amazing. It was a dope just staycation in the mountains, just enjoying the view. The they had an amazing like probably ninety inch fucking TV where we in the background was a music video and we did our own little karaoke like that whole place is a fucking vibe. Um, so, so shout out to that the the whole compound which is called Penahati Peak. It uh it's it was done by like um you know DIY slash. HGTV folks and it's an amazing spot so if any of you guys want a link to where you can book this place yo go through like the group of friends I went with we were the only the second group of friends our second group they booked this out to via Airbnb okay wow the view is amazing Mountains. Yeah, I saw it on. I saw it on your IG, man. That shit looked. I was like, wow. Hey, man. How, I was Dope. wondering how Binium see it. Well, I gotta get on IG to keep up with your going ons. Like, why yes. can't you just send it to us? Like, like an old man through our group messaging chats. Uh, I can do that, but I didn't mm. assume you guys wanted to, to see that. But sure, okay, okay. I can do that. Any old other fi- any other fillets? Nope, that's my fillet. All right, Binium, fire it up, baby. Get that oh, Crisco wait, ready, let's baby. Get to the grease ball. Let's get to the grease ball. I'm going to skip the first one because it's not as entertaining. I have a long list. Uh, first one is going to go to Diddy, man. Oh, Diddy, yeah. I mean, raping? His, his rape cases just keep piling up. The, t- the amount of women that he rapes just keep piling up. And know? none of them are married yeah. women either, yeah. If he was married, he'd be fine. But obviously, <laughs> you know, there's something wrong with this guy, right? Um, so, so just, I mean, Diddy, I read one of the articles about what he did to a girl. This, uh, I think this is the fourth victim that came out. And essentially she was saying that he would fly her. He flew her out from Detroit, uh, drugged her up with another one of his friends in the studio. And they kept drugging, you know, they kept giving her alcohol, uh, certain pills. And then they all just like took turns just 
beating it up, right? And then they put her, once they were done, they put her on the plane and sent her back. But so many stories is coming out about how vulgar and, and disgusting that Diddy is. That's and I always bad, question dude. myself, um, I, 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 and I always question myself, um, like, why is this guy so famous, but he can't get with someone that's not famous? And obviously, you know, he has some, he has some things he uh, got with J-Lo? in the closet, you know. But J-Lo, le J-Lo left in a heartbeat, too. And they yeah. tried to question J-Lo, but she doesn't want to talk about, um, you know, some of the things that he did. So just Diddy, man. I, I was very disappointed in, in Diddy and, and all the things that he did. But um, so that's one. So the next one is going to go to uh, is going to go to Southwest. So oh. Southwest is oh, now allowing plus. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Southwest is now allowing plus size travelers to uh, have the empty adjacent seat. You know, so they're very accommodating. What's the problem? For free, you don't have to pay for an yeah. extra seat. Do you have to pay for an extra seat though? No, no, they don't have to pay for it. Yeah, extra you just seat, get right? two seats basically, for the price yeah. of one. So, right. Okay. So, I mean, I just don't think that's fair because I have to pay for my kid's seat. So, you <laughs> yeah, know, but they're mean? a separate entity. This is one entity. They're just a commanding <laughs> presence. You know. Are you fat right, shaming I'm gonna, I'm gonna, on this podcast, Biniam? Is that what you're doing? Uh -huh. Are you fat shaming? No, I'm just saying. I'm saying, okay, if they can have a free seat, why can't my two year old have a free seat? I, that is true. They, they should have come at you, you know too. I mean? Like, yeah. come on, that's not that's not cool. I gotta pay. Well, your two year old $300. can, but as long as they don't turn three during that vacation on the return flight. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, uh, two and above. Two and above. <laughs> it's uh, it's their emotional support two, other half. Yeah, yeah two, two and above. That's not cool. So they need to look into that policy. One of the biggest, one of the biggest uh, grease balls of the year is gonna have to go to Navy Federal. Oh I don't yeah, know if you guys saw have that. heard about the Navy disparity. Federal. So, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, I heard that. so Navy Federal. So there's a concept in real estate. So you know, I'm a real estate guy. There's been a lot of stuff going on in real estate. You're talking about the credit union, the right? Navy Federal Credit Union. Na Navy yeah. Federal Credit Union. Mm -hmm. So they're they're doing this thing. They're doing this thing that's called they're redlining. So redlining is basically. When you look at a particular area, so let's say you look at Atlanta, you're like, okay, Clayton County, it's black, you know, 99, 95% black. Fuck them niggas. Drop, <laughs> yeah, so you just draw a big circle around it, a big red circle around it, and then everybody knows this is a black area. So then what you do is you give them the highest rate and the least preferable conditions to own a home. So you make it more difficult for people to own a home, right? Wow. So Navy Federal has, uh, Navy Federal's uh, black, uh, black uh, clients get uh, have a 48% rejection, have a 48% uh, approval odds as opposed to their white uh, counterparts with the same credit score, the same uh, financial status and all that. They get approved at 75% uh, of the time as opposed to someone with the same credit score, same category and everything at 48%. So there's been a lot of big disparities um, with Navy Federal, and they do it at the last minute too. So they'll give you a pre-approval. You know, you're almost there, and then like two weeks before you close, like okay, we can't approve this loan because of you know some dubious thing. Are you your, know? Are your so rates now, actually higher? Your colored past. Are your rates actually higher, or just harder to get approved? They're they're, they're both higher, and it's hard it's harder to get approved. Dude, that is so and, easy. That and, is... and a lot and a lot of times and a lot of times what's happened so they interviewed the the way this thing came out is a lot of black people had very high credit scores. There was a guy that had like almost an 800 credit score. He had a $120,000 down payment uh like blemish free, you know, I mean like credit history, like just no, no nothing wrong and then, you know, he he found this house 
And then, you know, two weeks before he closed, they give him a rejection just saying, well, we can't close on this house. And they didn't give him any explanation why. There was one blemish. <laughs> yeah. Other than the fact that they're black. Yeah. They, yeah. So they, they, they said uh, federal. To, yeah. and, to, and then, and then they're, they're refusing to respond. So all the numbers have, you know, all the numbers have come out and now they're refusing to respond to people people's requests for interview. AP, yeah. that, uh, that's, CNN. That, that's the play. Um, Just hope that the story dies Whatever down. happened to the age-old saying the only color that matters is green? Right. If I'm a bank, I don't care where you're from. If you got good credit and you got money, give it to me. There, there you was, could be a warlord. The, there was, okay, I don't care. There was one stat that was kind of weird from the, that same story where they said a white applicant earning 60000 had a better chance of getting approved than a black applicant over $140,000 income. I'm not surprised. That should surprise so it's, me. It's not even like, a, like they're... What they're, the they're, fuck? They're, they're like a, it's not up. like they're at the same level, same credit. Say that shit again? So yeah. a black applicant who makes more than 140000 is less likely to be approved than a white applicant who makes $60,000. But why? Is, is there Man. something in the analytics so they, they that says yeah, like there's something else minorities because, are more likely to defunct on their mortgage? Is the it, thing is, it's not even clear that do they even have like those demographics? Are they just trying to keep those neighborhoods from being? I I don't think it's anything like it's gentrified the other way. It's kind of hard to account for why that's happening because in the past, like with the redlining, it was an explicit, deliberate thing. Yeah. But like now, like what are they basing this information? Because if the credit score is comparable, if the income is not even comparable, like one side is actually a better, you know. Than- hey, y'all used to do that at Domino's. Didn't you tell me I used to highlight Brick Road and stuff and y'all wouldn't do deliveries there after Nobody night? in Brick Road make $140,000. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you say something like that? Like y'all highlighted areas where y'all just wouldn't deliver Highlighted at a areas point? were previously robbed. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> now this is. Uh- <laughs> hey, why can't y'all give me no pizza, man? Y'all racist. <laughs> Talk to your neighbors. <laughs> Order it before the sun goes down. <laughs> This is sundown so, town. Yes. <laughs> so, so, so everybody that has Navy Federal, leave them quick. All right. So that's that's one. That is uh, the next. My my next grease ball goes to a mayor by the name of Eric Kellogg, who was the mayor of Harvey, Illinois. So allegedly, he was turning a blind eye to a prostitution operating out of a local strip club in exchange for money um, and some other some crazy stuff. And his brother just got arrested recently. So. Essentially, he was allowing them to do what they do as long as he got paid. I just thought that was yeah, like, the other come way, on, man. man. Like, yeah, come on. I mean, how are you going to be a mayor, you know what I mean, of like, you know, a town and then just letting things like that go? I just thought that was kind of uh, crazy. And then my last one is going to go to a rival in, in, in my world, the medical world, um, Rite Aid. Oh, so oh. Rite Aid. Shots Rite fired. Aid, yeah, Rite Aid. So Rite Aid um, has been using AI technology to detect theft oh, yeah. um, and okay. shoplifting. Yep. Uh, but they found that this the technology was um, disproportionately hmm. uh, targeting minorities, uh. targeting minorities and uh, people of color way more than anybody else. And it was wrong a lot of the time. So yeah. they just settled. Uh, so they just got sued. And I think the SEC or the FTC has said that they can't use AI technology, at least for the next five years. The, the 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 good side to that is Rite Aid probably is not going to be around in five years to use the technology, but all the issues Rite Aid is really um, they're going through a lot. So they they declared bankruptcy like a month ago. They've been declaring bankruptcy over and over again, but they're kind of down to their last uh, leg. I think they sold a majority of the the pharmacies that they have here in the Maryland area. They're selling a majority of the pharmacies and a lot of the other areas. They sold a portion of it to Walgreens. So uh, it was just, you know, bad timing, 
bad. I don't know if it was a, a, a bad vendor that they used, but just some poor decision making on their part. But I think this is pretty much the end of Rite Aid. Wow. Mock my word. I mean, uh, this is the downfall potentially of, of AI's. AI just gener it looks at a bunch of sample data. Even if it's somewhat accurate, like maybe it maybe it saw that, hey, all the people that are stealing napkins at restaurants, they happen to be of uh, Afghani descent, right? It looks at all the videotape, all the pictures and the clips, and it says, oh, I'm going to stereotype anybody that's Afghani that fits that profile. I'm going to flag them because based on my data, it looks like you're more likely to commit a crime than somebody else. And technically, it's not wrong. You may be more likely technically by the data, but that doesn't mean that every it needs to flag everybody, right? So that is the downfall of just trusting wholeheartedly AI. Like, hey, man, just go do our job for us. AI to prevent theft, though. They, people must have been stealing a lot of shit from Rite Aid for them to go that route. Any more, Binyam? That's it, my friends. I do not. I don't know if I'm ready for next week. So. <laughs> if you had this many greaseball and fillets, oh, know, wait till next week, baby. <laughs> so uh, my greaseball, I have one greaseball, and it goes to this team that you think is going to make it to the Super Bowl, the Buffalo Bills, the head coach. Oh, hell no. Head coach McDermott got into a little uh, trouble. This is a story from like a few years but ago. But they jump off tables, man. But they it, jump. It was recently oh, on the top rope. It was recently unearthed. So, you know, and, and in defense of the coach, you know, there is this pressure that coaches have to always come up with a new way to motivate their team. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't, you can't say the same thing all the time. You can't. can't. Oh, you know, so you can't. have to. You have to kind of change up your. Can't just story. be like, "Hey, do you, man?" You know what I'm saying? Fuck them haters. You got to talk about boats and God and motorboats. Right. You know? So yeah. I guess he must have. He must have been running out of different stories to tell to explain to them the importance of teamwork, and uh, so he landed on using the 9/11 hijackers as evidence of teamwork. And on, on, like the country coming together. No, oh. but they did that, do a great that, job. That, oh, though. that the hijackers! The hijackers. Oh, <laughs> so, can you give me an exact quote or something? Do they have a video clip of so, this? So, so this uh, initially, so this the way the story kind of unfolded was that there was a story that came out, and there were different team uh, uh, players and other sources who listened to it, confirmed it, and then he finally came out and said, "Oh, my bad, I didn't mean. Wow. I, I was trying to go for something else." Okay, so he said he told the entire team they needed to come together. Uh, but then sources on hand say he used a strange model, the terrorist on 9-11. He cited the hijackers as a group of people who were all able to get on the same page to orchestrate attacks to perfection. And then everybody's like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, and, so he, <laughs> and so he's... Joss he, Allen I mean, dropping very, those bombs, <laughs> baby, to digs. So very, he go, very distasteful and insensitive, but very accurate. Yeah, so, so he, he goes cool. one by one. He's asking different players different questions. Like, what tactics do you think that they use to come together? And then a young player was like trying to come up with an answer. And he's like, uh, he, he was like, okay, well, I guess they had to like uh, go through the obstacle of the TSA. They had to find a way... To get their box cutters, thinking on his feet to this get player. through the TSA. Okay, okay. And so, like, he used the hijackers as a example of teamwork. And so, for that, I would give him the grief fall. But I would also say, coaches, it's fine to dust off an old example and repurpose it. You don't need to scrape the the, the bottom of a barrel and use nine eleven hijackers as teamwork. Just use anything else. I think most of the time, uh, if a team is going to tune you out, it doesn't matter what the story is. They're going to tune you out. So just tell the story and get them to play. But for that, McDermott, he owned up to it. I'm surprised this was a survival event. This is indicative of how long it's been because 
on a side note, I've noticed that online, a lot of people are using 9-11 memes for fun because it's been like 20 some odd years now, right? Wow, I We're, think it's still, so it any, may never be so any, the right time so for any, that. The, the most popular meme template is when Bush was uh, being told of the oh, attack. Oh, when he's reading the yeah. child, children's See, book. Children, right, yeah. Reading it to the children and then like his, uh, his uh, what's his face, his uh, chief of staff comes and tells him, Mr. President, a second plane has hit the World Trade Center. To, because the first one was like maybe it was an accident yeah. and the second one. So like they're using that template for jokes. Oh, wow. And then now he's using this as an example of teamwork. They said never forget. You know, when it first happened, you're like, who's ever going to forget this? 20 years later, people are starting to forget. I mean, the fact that uh, McDermott, I mean, I heard about this story, but I don't think it, I was about to say exploded. Bad choice of words. <laughs> um, it didn't. Blow, I was gonna say blow up. <laughs> Fuck. It didn't. It didn't gain as much traction. So it didn't gain as much traction. Yeah. Maybe because yeah, because, people are just yeah, like, oh yeah, yeah, that's a poor taste. Right. But you know what? Whatever. Right. Yeah. If this happened, because 10, it's like a historical event. You know, like I'm sure people who were around when uh, Jack. Well, people talk about like General Custard and how how shitty he was but stupid. But that's so. But I'm saying like you I know, know, I, know. I, I don't yeah, remember any jokes about like you know when Jack Kennedy got shot. I'm sure it was traumatizing to the people that yeah, it happened yeah, to. But like maybe we are at that point. Maybe we're just old fuddy duddies that can't let go. Maybe the youth are like. Dude, seriously, right. come on, just although laugh about it, man. Just joke. Although you don't hear any uh, Pearl Harbor jokes, no. But uh, atomic. Uh, well, they say he dropped an atomic bomb on them. <laughs> it's like you know, a lot of people in Japan fucking died, man. I went to the fucking museum in Hiroshima. So it would have been funny if he was like, you know, he started out with the Pacino, like you gotta, you gotta crawl for those inches, you know. <laughs> Like the hijackers in 9-11. People are like, wait, what? <laughs> you got to be willing to kill for those inches. Like the hijackers on 9-11. It's like, what the fuck? So I have a very, very simple grease ball. Um, ah, man, this place had such a dear and dear place in my heart, man. You know, I wish I could have took a first date there potentially, you know. But the grocery store called Sprouts, it is no longer what it used to be. They what? closed down the one closest yeah. to me. A few others have closed, but I found one that's been like 15 minutes from me. So one day I'm in the area. I go there. I'm excited. I'm creaming my pants, ready to get all the good lentils and legumes and everything, right? Half the stuff they didn't have. Almost all the produce now is organic. They don't even offer non-organic. All the prices were higher. They bulk items. Everything cost more. Nothing was reasonably priced anymore like it used to be. And, you know, they bump you up to organic because they don't have, like, regular lettuce oh, anymore, right? And then on top of that, I go to check out because I'm like, you know what? I'm going to eat the cost of all this extra shit, but I ain't coming here again, man. It's just not – it don't make sense for me, right? And I get a lot of produce, like eight bags worth of produce. Yeah. And they're like – 10 cents per bag. Uh, so they're fucking like those hippy-dippy Californians. Uh, trying to and the they're planet. charging me 10 cents per bag. So what did I have to do? I bought one of those stupid little uh, bio reusable bags for like 80 cents. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, fuck it, man. Just charge it to the game. But come on, man. Wow. When you start charging for bags in the state of Georgia, in the Bible Belt, the South, where we barely vaccinated ourselves, that means that is a clear sign your business is going under, my friend. Okay? So uh, anybody who has sprout stock, Sell it oh. right now. <laughs> it is on the crash course. Not unlike the no. uh, Mike. Uh, grease ball. Give it to this, us. Yeah. All right. Uh, <clears throat> grease ball goes to the juror, the decision on Jonathan Major's domestic violence. Did, what happened? What did they, happened? Did they get it right? 
Wait, what was no, the No, they did not the get ruling? it right. They did not get that shit right. Oh. Stop it. Oh, so they found him guilty? They found well, he was cleared of two of the charges, but one charge he was uh he was a uh, he was a uh, um found guilty on assault or some other shit. What's the punishment? I don't know. Ham, do you uh, know? Uh, sentencing is in a couple of months. Could be prison? Yeah, but, what, but, what's but the typical the, sentencing the, 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 the real charge. punishment, though, is like it ruins his, his like, career. short-term yeah, his career. Because all, yeah, yeah, all of those things are gone. Dude, like, such a promising dropped, career, got, dude. Disney dropped, Disney dropped him Marvel. immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Marvel, Disney had dropped him immediately after the decision. And even after the videotape that showed, he had, to me at least, he had done everything possible to get this bitch off him. He ran fucking five oh, that, that blocks was, yeah, in New he, York. Man, he 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 has some good stamina. He, he was like running away from her. But and so wait, so so okay, so he was avoiding a crazy girl that he had relations yes. with, and then yes, then she found and him, and that's when he went no. So so apparently the reason why he he was fine. And by the way, to be clear, we weren't in the jury. So like maybe there's more information available, but what was available was that we don't know what happened, but you see he gets out of the car and he just runs away from her. She's like chasing yeah. him, but she can't keep up with him and he just runs away. But apparently like she saw something in his phone and there was kind of tussling back and yeah. forth. Okay. And he must have done something to her to run away to like physically to like kind of to get the phone from her. But there's no video yeah. evidence of that. Um, and then you just see him running away, but he was found guilty. So guilty of what? Hitting her? Like some sort of missed. Well, it wasn't even like a serious uh, kind of it was, third degree yeah, assault. Yeah, some sort of yeah, one of those kind of cases. Dude, such a you know, I would tell anybody of any substance or fame or notoriety or just wealth, uh, if you ever feel like beating something, just uh, reach into your pants, just beat your meat. <laughs> Take your frustration <laughs> no, man, he, out on your fucking bitch. dong, man, not on beat. another person. Listen, man. The you heard me, on. Mike. Beat your meat, not other people. Make love to yourself, oh, not war. That's my plan. You, my plan you, all day is to beat my guy. You, you know, Mike, you should give this uh, majors guy a grease ball just for him trying to make this ex-girlfriend who is not of a color persuasion. She would have been approved by uh, the credit union uh, easily. Oh, she's white? Uh, to become yeah, like Coretta, oh, no he wants her to be like model herself after Coretta Scott King <laughs> oh, yeah. and, and Michelle Obama. It's like uh, he, he did say that. Rock. That was in the document. <laughs> yeah. He told her ass. Can you can you be more black? <laughs> She's like, I've never had this request ever. Uh, but sure. <laughs> How do you need me to talk? And where dress? is Doctor Umar on this? So what? If this is like a, a snow bunny. What what does he call the it? Snow yeah, he's snow bunny. actually snow he bunny. did a favor. He's converting one white woman at a time to be part of the culture, <laughs> as Mike likes to say, right? Yes. So, so he's uh, found happen. guilty of doing the right thing there. I think you know. I don't know about this assault. Uh, any other grease balls, Mike? That's it, man. I, easy peasy for me. All right, Mike's a simple guy. Well, too. you know, if, if we kept track of all of the, the grease ball fillets, Mike has uh, had a lot of defense for uh, poor behavior by... The uh, only one he was against was Diddy, I believe. Yeah, yeah. That's the only but one like he was Sean against. Like the Sean Waston? He's like, well, oh, Diddy man, he got deserved that shit, yeah. bro. <laughs> okay. Diddy, nah, this nigga... Di nah, nah, bro. The nah, All-Stars, Deshaun Watson... Jonathan Majors, like who else? Like, there's been a few uh, people that you've. If, uh, <laughs> if they're black and they've been accused yeah, of a crime, Mike is 75, 25 on their side, man. Oh, come on, you know, he's like Charleston White. He doesn't make uh, it up. Uh, that's that's you know that's that's your wife. That's what happens in your home. Mike, you know? where do where where do you stand on Mike Vick and dogfighting? <laughs> man, fuck them dogs. <laughs> <laughs> they fucking dogs. Mercedes, Mercedes, rest in peace. Close your dog ears, Mercedes. 
Linda, 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 listen. Listen to me. You Linda. had fucking Ray Lewis killing niggas still in the league. Right. But as soon as Mike Vick decided he want to kill some goddamn dogs, man. Come on, man. Ray Lewis no. did it discreetly. No one's seen any evidence of what he did. But oh, this not, guy had oh a damn. You sipping Mike's Kool Aid now, <laughs> defending everyone. No, no, it's not what you know, it's what you can prove. You can't prove he killed anybody. But all them dogs at that fucking kennel thing that he had. Oh, man. You know, one day I'm, I'm going to just blindly give a list, Mike, to like seven cases, court case, <laughs> and Mike's not going to have any preparation. I'm going to be like, yes, guilty or innocent. And now we're just going to see where Mike falls on all of these. Shit, I love it. Do for, it. Let's do a segment for that shit. That be like do a, a segment for next episode. That'll be like a spinoff show. Like, forget Judge Judy, Judge Mike. Just Judge Mike. Adjudicating cases. It's like the opposite. You know how like a lot of uh, black people say, man, as soon as I'm black, man, they think I'm guilty, man. Mike will be the opposite. The opposite. He's like, wait, <laughs> wait, are you black? You innocent. Free. Correct. Correct. You got to do a lot for me to put you in jail. Donovan Majors, innocent. That bitch <laughs> By the way, all in his face. Remember what I was telling you guys off record about the, he's, he's, he's made that very famous. The what? Oh, Using the nose to sniff around the tang? No, the fucking nose to eat coochie, nigga. Uh, Remember? Yeah. Stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, has to explain this to the listeners. He's coined man. that. He's, he's coined that. I didn't know the thing until a few women told me. It's like, like a oh, dragon breathing fire, man. No fucking no. bitches do that, nigga. That you know of. Shit. That you know of. You've spoken right, for now, that. Mike, man. We don't need to hear your opinion no more on women, man. You've spoken for. Okay. <laughs> we are all done. Uh, we will have a end of your Megapod next week, hopefully a week from today. Yes. And so if there, if you guys were Megapod. waiting, just uh, desperately seeking some really flagrant statements, maybe greaseball fillets, I'm sure we'll bring them out next week, right? Because maybe we're saving a little juice for then. And please, Jimmy, Jimmy Carter. Oh yeah! I need you to make oh, it man. another week. You Can you do it, Jimmy? <laughs> Can you do it, Jimmy? Listen, <laughs> listen. I have in my hand <laughs> leadership fundamentals, <laughs> and boy, is Jimmy. I mean, let's let's just look at the first the first thing on how to be a leader. Let's see, let's see. Put people first. Look at this. Absolutely, oh, man. He's putting people first. Rise to the challenge. Mm. He's answer. Uh, I mean, bone density, create simplicity, <laughs> create simplicity. Simple guy, uh, Plains, I'm Georgia. Simple guy, join forces. Mm. Imagine everybody in the hospital is really, you know. <laughs> oh, this is the, the best one of all. Inspire trust. Oh, come on. Look at mm. God. Look I, at tr God. I trust in Jimmy. Honestly, if he ran going, for president, I'd probably God, pick him right now. <laughs> God, God is fighting you, man. God is fighting you, man. Even well, I mean, if he dies on the 29th or the 30th, yeah. man, he lost. Hey, let's be honest, man. Who's got more of the mental facilities, their faculties right now? Joe Biden or Jimmy Carter? <laughs> Come on, man. Toss up. <laughs> Come on, Fox News. Who you got? All right. Uh, any parting thoughts? Negative. Yeah. Okay. Toodaloo, man. We will see you guys. Uh, not actually see you guys but you will listen out first i'll post this up pretty quickly definitely before christmas listeners please this is definitely going to happen before christmas and then we will record an end of year pod and hopefully that'll get released before the new year as well shout out to my boy Kibita. oh yeah tony 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 we, man i think tony uh, uh last thing i don't know i think tony is shacked up right now because we've oh. he been pretty silent he hasn't been memeing us to death. He has not been making comments about the pod. I, I think he's uh, got a little uh, love interest. That's what I think. Interesting. I mean, 
Yeah, that nigga said he got pussy. He ain't fucking with y'all niggas. <laughs> he got that nose too. I think Tony got the nose. He got that nose, baby. Spread him. Spread him. That's some bullshit. No nigga, I never put my nose in no bitch fucking pussy, and I got a big nose. So <laughs> you will. You will soon. All right, listeners. You gotta See put that on your profile page of your dating app, baby. <laughs>